Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mega Vision Show. It is episode 45, and today is the 2nd of August, 2020. Uh, with me today, we have Scotty Moe and Chris Powell, and Hello. I am Graham. So, hey, how's it going, guys? Alive. Good, good. <laughs> alive is good. I'm, I'm glad to hear yeah. that. So, <laughs> what about you, Chris? Are you alive? Uh, I think so. Uh, it's a little hit or miss right now, but we'll see. Oh God! <laughs> I hope this is a state of things to come for us. But uh, I'm alive as well. But I, get, I think I'm more jovial than you guys for that. Um, yeah. So um, let's just crack on with it, guys. Uh, Scotty, what have you been up to this week? Uh, not much. Yesterday we did a brew and view, which is uh, that local one screen theater I've mentioned before does a thing where. Mm-hmm. You know, if you pair, you know how people like pair drinks and pair wine to meals or whatever. They pair beer to a movie, and um, we do not condone irresponsible drinking at Megavisions here. But um, it made Rachel and myself realize that we can't drink like the kids do. Uh, and <laughs> this movie that they had was called um, "We Are Little Zombies." And I was excited for it because the description, they gave a one-sentence description. Um, all the Four of these kids, all their parents died, so they formed a rock band, a chiptunes rock band. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very artsy film. Um, you know a film is artsy where every other scene, you say to yourself, it could be a good desktop wallpaper, you know? Um, <laughs> so... Uh, but no, they had this thing. the The first brew and view we did, they did it with Scott Pilgrim, and they had this uh, beer called Press Tart was the first one, and they had some other ones going throughout. But it's cool because at the theater they would bring you a drink uh, for for certain scenes to pair along with certain scenes, um, mm. and so it's pretty neat. It's a fun little event thing, and so we tried this one, and. Um, they give you instructions with, and it was like every 30 minutes, basically you, you have a new drink, but these drinks were too much and just not like, I don't, I don't need to talk. I don't need to start talking craft beers or anything on this podcast, but, um, one of them was just too strong and we are just like, Foof, this is not, not, we don't do this anymore. <laughs> we're not in college. And it, it was, it was a little rough. The movie was weird. Um, and fun. And uh, I think I woke up a little hungover today. <laughs> that hasn't happened in a long time. So, so did you guys? Were you watching this at your home, or did you actually go yeah. someplace and do this? Um, so what they do is a curbside pickup for the drinks, and then you rent the movie digitally and uh, watch uh-huh. it at home. And then they and have so is there some sort of like? Oh yeah, so I was going to ask: like, Is there like a card that comes with it? Like at this point uh, in time in the movie, out. drink this. Yeah, but is that it, what it tells you though? Is like it tells you when to like crack open uh, one of the beers and when to start drinking and that sort of thing. Yep, yep, yep. So like oh, the cool. first one was like, um, it's a fruit themed thing and it's at this funeral and so there's they're eating fruit or strawberries or something. Open up this strawberry beer and then the next one was like, uh, this kid's parents died in a restaurant fire so open up this the the movie has a lot of comedy associated around death that sounds worse than i meant for it too um but so like the next one it's him standing in the rubble and it's like a smoky scene so crap crack open this smoky beer and that beer was horrible because it tasted like burnt bacon 
And I, yeah, it's just not, yeah. Okay. So Chris is one of those psychos that likes that stuff. Um, but, uh, I also have really tart beer. So that pressed tart sounds good. Yeah. Try that one. Um, I forget who that's by, uh, but they, they do a lot of like crazy themed ones. Um, I remember that they have one called, oh shoot. Something that reminded me of Panzer Dragoon Saga. So that's why I tried it. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Cool. My brain's just gone right now. Um, anyway, though, uh, Rachel and I decided if we ever think about doing something like this again, we will make our own, and it will just be fruity, good-tasting stuff. Not not like, yes. oh, you like your thick coffee chocolate garbage? Here you go. It's not Guinness, <laughs> but it's about five times the viscosity. Um, I have an idea for a Panzer Dragoon beer. Okay. It would be called Panzer Dragoon Lager. Come on! <laughs> 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 okay, I like it. <laughs> you assholes! I'm, I'm yeah. leaving. All right, I found the press <laughs> tart one. It, it's by Rheingeist. <laughs> Rheingeist does a lot of uh, themed hmm. stuff. Um, Jesus fucking Christ! Sorry, Chris's joke has melted my brain now. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah, we did that, and. I mean, it was okay. I mean, each of us had four we're supposed to get through, and there's still there's three beers left in the fridge, so that tells you something about how we made it through. We didn't. Um, anyway, um, but that was cool, and we also, you know, like got popcorn from the theater and some candy and stuff, so it was, it was neat to, to do that. Uh, and we, we hit up the, the local ramen restaurant as well and got some of that to go. Um, did a dumb, you know, local, not dumb, but a post about local support and whatever, because these are hard times. Yeah. Um, that's Other cool. than that, though, uh, grabbed a couple of some music came in. Um, you know, every I think if you're in the um, the Discord, you know that uh, between me, Corey, and Chris, and Brett, also new retro wave is pretty much what we listen to. Oh, look at that guy! Uh, for audio listeners, Chris has his new pickup. It's uh, Max the dog, and um, <laughs> Maximus Prime is cute little dog. Yeah, he's and a fuzzy has a cool TV. He looks like an old man. Um, no, this is a uh, Wolf Club. Uh, the CD's called oh. Runaways, but the album art is really neat. Um, and it looks uh, like something yeah, from the midnight cool. and every other. Like, it could be, but uh, Runaways. They have a female singer. It's really good driving music. But grabbed that. That came in the mail. Wolf Club. And then speaking of the midnight, it already showed up, but I didn't show it off yet. So I did get their new album, Monsters. Um, I like their new album a lot. It had, I think look it's, at that it's pretty good. pizza box. And I think one of these things... <laughs> oh, you can kind of see the PlayStation up there, too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how well the video is picking that up. Um, but the um, each of the vinyls is purple. I did an unboxing of this. Uh, I'm not sure how well it'll come through on the camera. But it's good, but I still like their last album, Kids, a lot better. Um, I think because that one felt like more of a con- conceptual album than this one does. Uh, they're still really solid. Uh, the Midnight is a great um, retro new wave, new wave retro, whatever the hell. I'm going to have to start listening to this stuff. Yeah, I like, I like 80s. the work at least. It's so. also easy listening, too. Like, it's, yeah, a it's lot just of this something is you can work. have on in the background. It's just nice. Yeah, a lot of it is Ooh. like what I listen to when I'm working, uh, background music. Um, so Wolf Club and The Midnight. Uh, one that everybody always talks about is Time Cop 1983. I'm not a huge fan of them, but they're okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, September 87, the list could go on. That's what I did, though. Uh, not much has happened. I just wanted to show off some of my fancy music and stuff. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, Chris, what have you been up to? Let me put Max on his bed real quick. No, Daddy. Okay. Okay. He's over there. <laughs> um, so, man, this is a crazy week. I had to go on Friday. I had to go to New York City for my last uh, VA appointment for, like, my retirement and transition from the military into, um, I guess, uh, dad home life is what I'm doing now. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is like the first time I realized that uh, maybe when I got back home, like this is the first time that since COVID and everything else that I've gone into a major city. Um, uh-huh. I, we just haven't really gone anywhere. I mean, the last place we did go out is when the boys and I went on that uh, road trip to go get the, the MVS, uh, which was like a couple months back now. Um, but even then, we weren't really going through any major cities. And even when, if we were, we weren't stopping in any of them. So it was a little weird um, going up to New York City. Uh, it's just there were people around. I've seen people post photos of like Times Square and it's just like no one's there. So oh, wow. but it wasn't that way. You know, it wasn't like that. There were people walking around. It felt like New York City and everything. But there were certainly less people there, which is kind of good. Um, because there's always just too many people in uh, the city, but uh, the the appointment went fine and everything. It was just really weird just being there and just and amidst everything that's kind of going on. Um, if I had my choice, I wouldn't have gone all the way up there. But um, with the whole coronavirus stuff going on for a while, the VA just completely canceled all the appointments, and so I was just sitting around waiting for them to reschedule me with another one, and it just popped up. And they're like, well, this is the only appointment we have, and we can send you anywhere within, like, 80 miles of your house that you have to go to. (laughs) And so, like, whatever. So I just hopped on the train, uh, took it up there. But I did, I will say, I did make a miscalculation, (laughs) which sucked, and I realized this on the train. What I should have done is I should have just driven my car all the way there to the appointment um, and just parked somewhere. But what I thought, I was like, okay, I'll just take the train in and then take a uh, uh, an Uber from, like, Penn <laughs> Station because it's going to Queens. Um, and I will admit, I'm not too familiar with all the different, like, uh, boroughs and everything um, outside of Manhattan. That's the one I typically go to. I don't really go uh, to m- much of the uh, the different areas. Um, and so I decided, it's like, okay, let's go from Times Square to uh queens where my appointment was and and i put it in uber and it was like 56 dollars. i was like holy crap oh man so yeah i had to do that there and back um and i was kind of worried that it's like i would could i even find uh, an uber that's going to take me all the way there like i'd assume that they're trying to do like small little uh trips and stuff but it wasn't that bad it was like a 35 minute drive um, so yeah, it would cost well over a hundred dollars to go from, uh, Manhattan to Queens and back, which <laughs> <It was> really <laughs> sucked. So that was a good lesson to learn, uh, I guess. Uh, but anyway, that was fun. I'm finally happy that I'm done with all of my VA appointments now. So basically what ends up happening is, uh, when you get out of the military and Scotty, uh, your brother will go through this when, you know, he eventually, um, ready. Yeah, I'm sure he is. But when he, <laughs> um, he'll have to go through the same thing. Basically, what happens is they look over your medical records and any um, injury or illness or anything that happened to you while you were serving, 
they will have a doctor look, look at that and determine that if like it was caused or exacerbated by your military service. And if so, you oh, get hmm. a military like claims compensation basically for the rest Ooh. of your life, uh, depending on the rating and everything. So that's hmm. kind of the process I'm going through right now. This is my last appointment. And so I'm very thankful that I'm, I'm done with all those things. So I now just sit back and, and wait until the VA gathers all the information and gives me a rating uh, and we'll see what that's, that's going to be. So obviously the higher the rating means that uh, I guess you get more compensation Mm -hmm. um, and more different benefits and things that are afforded to you. So Mm -hmm. we'll see on that. Um, So did did you get Jamie to shoot you in the leg? So that you go, ah, yeah, I got a wound from (laughs) my mom used to say that she would, (laughs) my mom said that she would do that. Uh, to me, so <laughs> to keep me from deploying to Iraq. This was like right, right oh, when Iraq wow. like, kicked off back in like 2003 or whatever, 2002, around that like, time That's frame. not she how was it works, Mom. Serious. I will still be there yeah. for some reason. They'll find a reason. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was adamant. Um, and uh, even, I did end up having to deploy to Iraq in 2005. Uh, but she even all the way up until then, she's like, just let me know if, if you want. I will, <laughs> I will break your leg for you. I'll hit you with the, like a wrench or a tire iron. I'm like, no, mom, I'm just going to deploy. She's crazy. And then, and then the military's just like, Iraq's wheelchair accessible now. You're coming along anyway. <laughs> the whole country. The whole... We got great doctors there. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I've, I've been watching a lot more horror movies because, uh, as you guys know, and oh, I think I've, and I've talked a couple times now, right, uh, <laughs> for for my other podcast, uh, The Bloodsucking Geeks, uh, this we recently watched uh, Halloween Resurrection, and we did a podcast on that, which – Scotty, uh, you should be happy that we're no longer doing the sideshow ones because this is a movie that you would have absolutely hated. I don't know if you've oh, seen why? it before. Is that uh, it's that it's not the one Rob Zombie did, is it? No, this is the okay. one Busta Rhymes in it, and um, okay, wow, is it Tyra Tyra Banks? Maybe I, I can't remember who the other um, uh, his kind of co-star no is in it. Um, but oh, Jamie Lee the, Curtis, uh, yeah, there's no way. Okay. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it and the very beginning for maybe five minutes in the movie. And then this is the one where she's killed off by Michael. Spoilers. Uh, Yeah, it's only like a 20 year old movie, but um, it's just bad. It's it's really, really bad. And uh, and so that was a lot of fun actually reviewing that. So one of the things we try to do is we want to tackle a lot of the the main uh in the classic horror series, like Halloween, uh, Candyman, Nightmare on Elm Street, and all that. But instead of doing the ones that everyone always does, we're trying to look at ones that don't get a lot of attention. So that's why we chose Resurrection. Uh, and we're actually, I think the next one we're going to do is Candyman 3, which I've never even seen before. I didn't, didn't even know, know how many Candyman movies there were. Yeah. But they're all they are coming out with a new one, which uh, Jordan Peele is directing. I don't know if you guys heard about oh, that. Oh, he's good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's interesting so that, that he went from two originals to a remake. Unless somebody's like, "All right, let's see how you do this." I don't know if that's. I don't know. I don't know how Hollywood maybe. works. Who knows? Um, but outside of that, I've also been getting into watching a lot of uh, Hammer horror movies. Uh, Graham, I'm sure you've probably seen many of the Hammer films. I, I to be honest, I haven't seen that many, but they're they're obviously they were massive because they were a UK studio and back in like the sixties or seventies whenever they existed. Yeah, yeah, sixties, seventies, and even into the eighties. Um, and Would you they're say... actually starting to re. 
reboot. That Hammer is uh, like the UK equivalent of Troma, maybe? Kind I of. Think it's, I think it's definitely... To get, like, some people... I way more serious than Just Troma. for people that have no idea what Hammer is or whatever. So, because I think... Because Troma, to me, has always been more of a budget, slightly cheesy kind yeah. of thing. Whereas Hammer, even the Hammer today is cheesy and kind of looks like budget. Back in the day, when it was originally created, these some of the movies were, like, the top movies. Like, they had, like, some Dracula movies and stuff like that, which were, at the time, pretty damn good. But, yeah, like, today's standards, it probably just feels a bit cheesy and a bit cheap. Um, yeah, because they, but... I mean, they definitely took themselves serious, whereas Troma hmm. never really. It was almost a parody of uh, horror movies in some ways, um, especially with, like, the Toxic Avenger and things like yeah. that. Whereas, um, I think with what hammer was trying to do is they were trying to take a lot of the universal classic horror characters um and put a spin on them enough to where they're not going to get sued for one but also uh just try to do something different with the characters a lot of them are period pieces as well so even when they were made like in the 60s and 70s very few of them are set in present day most of them are set like in the 1800s and you know before um and they're notable, too, for a lot of them starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee uh, as yeah. either Frankenstein. Uh, obviously, Christopher Lee was Dracula for many years, um, and Peter Cushing is amazing. Um, the last one that uh, I, I watched is uh, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, which I'll talk about later in the show. But the one thing I want to talk about real quick or just show off is I got a new set called uh, Hammer Horror Ooh. Classics. This is an eight-film blu-ray set i previously bought one from uh, uh screen factory it was volume one uh -huh. of horror classics which this is a really awesome set the quality is just really really well done this has a lot of good movies in it uh but this one has a few that i'm actually looking forward to this is the new one i'm referring to uh brides of dracula the curse of the werewolf night creatures the phantom of the opera paranoiac the kiss of the vampire nightmare and the evil of frankenstein I've heard some wow. good things about Brides of Dracula, so I'm kind of excited that, about uh, that. The, for listeners, the case of that, it's a Blu-ray, but it's red, so I really thought you bought an HD DVD collection for a second. Oh, that would have been <laughs> awesome. Wow. I, I still so, wish that uh, HD DVD one. I have awards. one. Is yeah, that a surprise I, to anybody? I also have one as well, and yeah, I, everything I've read is actually the video quality is meant to be better on hdd it is actually better but you know yeah wins uh, again was it the was was the um could it hold more data or was it the blu-ray that held more data than i think the blu-ray can blue? hold more but i think the hd had better yeah. output or something yeah the, the the video and audio or something was better in hd dvd the difference wasn't that big like it wasn't like blu-ray hold doubled the amount it was still quite right. comparable like just a little bit more but it was such a weird time though i remember going to the store and depending on what studio aligned with which company you would see like universal movies were i think a lot of those were hd dvd uh because the king kong came out on yeah. that and then you'd have all the sony obviously the sony pictures were all blu-ray so <laughs> yeah you couldn't buy that was the weird part uh, you couldn't go to the store just like okay i know that i could get an hd dvd copy of resident evil because you couldn't it was only going to be you know like uh blu-ray and it was just it was a very weird time i, I you don't bought, see those very uh, often no i got my hd dvd and like 20 movies 
from a dude. I convinced him my college buddies and I would really dig it. So it was like fority bucks for a dozen of those in an <laughs> HD DVD. Oh wow. I, I wonder what the what the like what the market is for HD DVD movies. Oh, you days. cannot sell that add-on for like more than five bucks. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I mean, just the the the, the actual copies themselves. Like, I don't know. Uh, my logic was like owner? I would get that and use it for movies so that I wouldn't uh, uh, kill my 360 lens and drive sooner than I would playing games and movies all throughout. It's so stupid. You can tell <laughs> that uh, you've owned many Dreamcasts in your day. Yeah. That's where my logic came Worrying from. Worrying about guess. the laser. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's all I've been up to. Stuff. Kind of boring stuff, but um, I'm actually really excited because I love Hammer. Uh, I've just I've never delved into it um, as much as I have a lot of the American horror stuff of the you know 80s and 90s that I grew up on, and so um, I'm loving it. And it was funny because Jamie loves period films, and so this kind of is a way that I could get her to watch it <laughs> because a lot of them are set in you know like you know around the late 1800s of like London and things like yeah. that. So she likes the setting, uh, and it's just the the you know the story within it and and yeah. she ends up watching it with me so I'm, it, it's pretty it's cool just like pride and prejudice but with vampires and zombies and, and zombies i'm part of that book that actually book pride, pride and prejudice and zombies yeah <laughs> um i just just very quickly on the hammer horror because i just quickly googled it um i didn't realize this they actually started in like the 30s um hammer productions and it does they don't just do horror movies they actually did a whole range of them but they have a the whole they did the horror movies which were classified as hammer horror but yeah, I've been going since the 30s, and hmm. I also didn't realize, you know, the, you mentioned there was a revival. One of the movies in their revival was The Woman in Black, which, you know, starred Daniel Radcliffe and stuff. Um, I didn't realize that was a Hammer movie, but they were... That was that a good movie. Was involved. I really yeah. enjoyed it. it. I don't know what age rating would be in America, but over here it was a 12, which is very low for a horror movie, so I thought it wasn't going to be that good. It was one of the scariest horror movies I've seen in the cinema. <laughs> because like, I've seen it wasn't... in the cinema, I'm like, these are fine, but I'm not scared. And that one, I was actually like... I'm actually quite tense right now. This is like crazy. I think a lot of it was it was all a suspense. There was I don't really recall there being very many much violence or uh like no, yeah. language or any sex scenes or anything like that. There was some scary imagery. Mm. And so I think it probably got a PG thirteen rating over here, but I really oh, wow. I did enjoy that movie. Yeah, I thought um, it was really good. Uh I, I wanna go I've I've I realized I didn't mention how the things I picked up look at all, but Graham said how cool the covers are. But the Runaways CD that I have is basically straight out of Outrun, and the Midnight Vinyl that I have is like a kid's 90s bedroom. So I just wanted to go back to that because I realized for our listeners and not our viewers, they have no idea what they look like. Or just look them up. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. When you held up the the one you just mentioned was a bit like Outrun. It reminded me of um, Vice City, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, very much kind so. Of yeah. 80s kind of Miami kind of vibe sort of cipher thing but yeah kind of mm-hmm. looks like outrun as well it is that would be a cool mod fittingly enough it's very good driving music i was gonna say that would be a cool mod if uh you you replace a lot of the vice city music with all of like music from like retro synth waves type stuff mm-hmm. and really fit in that whole vibe uh like miami in the 80s the thing is on the xbox and pc version you can have your own soundtracks for Vice City, but I, yes. I remember when games did that. Yeah, like on the Xbox, you can load a load of um, music songs onto your hard drive. Um, same with PC, you just, you could just change the playlist, and you can actually just have it set to your own playlist, which is great. So yeah, that would be cool, though. Yeah, like uh, 
I like that. I like that idea. <laughs> what about you, um, Graham? What have you been doing? What have I been doing? So not a huge amount of things, I guess. Uh, a couple of quick updates, though. Um, so uh, last last week I showed you my uh, Bluetooth Dreamcast controller and my like how it works on my Dreamcast, like a bit of a dodgy live demonstration, which half works, but yeah, um, still going strong. <laughs> Well, I mentioned that last week it's meant to come with a dongle. I mentioned I said the word dongle like twenty times. Um, <laughs> so it came. It's meant to come with a dongle, which I paid for. And that when you got the dongle, you can then plug it into any Dreamcast, and your that Dreamcast will then be Bluetooth, basically. Uh, whereas my Dreamcast actually had it modded. I bought the daughter board, which was modded to make it so it's Bluetooth kind of a standard, so I don't need dongles. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I spoke. To, I basically emailed the guy and said, "Hey, it's, it's arrived. It worked. It's great." but I don't have my dongle. And it seems like there was a miscommunication because I, I was questioning about if I could use this or would I need the dongle or like, I, basically I was, I was asking questions about the dongle and the, the daughter board, like how that works. And eventually, because I thought he might, this, he might make a controller just for the daughter board. And if then I'd have to get another controller to work with the dongle, but that's not what the case is. But he got confused and thought I just didn't want the dongle. Uh, he's he's from Greece, so um, he speaks. He seems to speak good English in his emails and stuff. But I don't know if maybe there's mistranslation there uh, or misunderstanding. Uh, anyway, uh, he apologised. He's going to send me the dongle, so I'll give you a dongle update when that happens. Uh, <laughs> and I have a different Dreamcast, which is not modded, to try the dongle out on. So, yeah, dongle. good old dongle disconnect. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, a quick thing, a pickup, not a gaming pickup, but a TV show pickup, uh, Avatar, The Last Bearbender. Um, have you guys seen this show at all? I know it's been, it's been years, it came out years and years ago. Um, but... I Short answer is yes, but it, it was a time before buying everything in complete versions like that, so I never actually finished the show. But I did, I did I've seen oh. that that's out. I've seen that. I think it's all on Netflix. It's out everywhere as well. Yeah. So it's been on Netflix in the UK for a while now, like over a year, because I watched it all last year. Um, and Netflix, I believe Netflix has the rights to that. Netflix is doing a live action version of it. Um, okay. Which I've, see, I've seen a few screenshots. Because the Shyamalan thing did so well. Well, I, I, they seem to be wanting to repair that. They're not doing a movie. They're doing a, a series <laughs> like the cartoon was. Um, uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it. I, they showed a couple of early screenshots, like um, production shots, and it looks good from what... I, I saw, um, but basically, so I watched it. I, I've seen this like three times now. Uh, saw it on Netflix and stuff, and I saw it last year. And Netflix just decided to rewatch it, and I love it. And at work, um, this girl I work with, she was just talking about it to me the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love that show!" And we just kept talking about it all week to the point that I was like, "I'm worried that randomly Netflix is going to get rid of it one day." I actually just want this show to keep because it's one yeah. of those shows that I will happily go back to once every couple of years and just watch from start to finish. Um, it's probably one of my favorite all-time favorites sort of cartoon series because I like the fact they had a proper ending to it. They had a proper storyline mapped out. And the characters, the way the characters evolve from the first episode to the very last, like you actually see them age slightly as well throughout mm-hmm. the show. I don't know if you knew that. Like yeah. if you go back to watching the first episode from the from the last one, it's like, oh, he's actually, Ang's really, really young. And then like by the last one, he's actually a bit more of a teenager. He's, he's grown by a couple of years at least. Um, but anyway, I just love the show. I love the whole storyline. I love the concept. I love the world. And yeah, I could have got it on Blu-ray. But this was like half the price. And also, I've got one Blu-ray player, which is my Xbox, and I don't really buy many Blu-rays. Uh, I feel like this isn't a sh- 
something that needs the high quality stuff. It's it's cartoon. It looks good on DVD. You're future proofing your Dreamcast to outlast everything, but you don't buy Blu-rays. <laughs> I still think the Blu-rays, I th- like Blu-rays, have been around for years. Yes, but I feel like eventually everything's going to be digital anyway. Like uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's I've the got... point, though, because I mean, yep. you're just talking about like you're afraid that Netflix is going to take them off. And I think we had a whole conversation about it last week or the podcast before about how these companies are taking these movies away, and you you can never know what where what app or you know channel you have to go to to stream something. Yeah. Yeah, we're in so, the age well, of daisy that. chaining apps. It's great. <laughs> but that's why I got on DVD, partly because every Blu-ray player in the world plays DVD, and I have more standard right. DVD players around than I do Blu-ray. I so I'm like, yeah. even if even if everything becomes Blu-ray in the future, this will still work. You know, um, so it's kind of. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I, I actually, just like, <clears throat> Isabel just oh. started randomly watching that show uh, this mm-hmm. past week. And so uh, it's it's funny that you just mentioned that because she's mm. uh, really in deep on uh, Avatar right now. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Scotty, you got to get on it. You got to finish that show. You got to start. Yeah, it I know. That's I. Um, well, two points real quick. One, everyone mark this day on your calendar when Graham mentioned that he enjoys something that's popular. And two, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's. I think I feel like Avatar... comments on that one, Graham. Yeah, I feel like Avatar. I I I feel that same way about Futurama because I didn't realize how much I watched that show until it just disappeared from Netflix. I know it's on Hulu, but I really should just own that show because that's something I could. You, aside from a couple of arcs, you can put it in and watch any episode, and you don't have to know like the characters' backstories or anything like that. It's still enjoyable. I like. It it seems like for for you, maybe it's one of those shows. uh, And I think everyone probably has a few of them where. You just like to have it on maybe in the background while you do stuff. It's yeah. just comforting. It's just something you know, you love. Mm-hmm. You just like to have it on in the background. For me, a lot of times it's probably like the Lord of the Rings movies uh, oh, wow. are movies I love just to watch. Uh, and Jamie and I will just put it on even when we want to just have a quiet time on the couch and just maybe you just fall asleep. It's just a fun movie. It, it, it's comforting. We love it. And so uh, I think I think Futurama is a good show like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love Futurama. But, yeah, that that came out in the right time when dumb humor flooded the airways, and I was all for dumb humor, like Adult Swim and stuff. But Futurama had, I could start quoting it right now, but I won't. But yeah, it's uh. Speaking it's of, of dumb humor, and I, I will we'll we'll jump into our first break after this. But did you guys see that uh, Beavis and Butthead's making a comeback too? Oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, it's coming I on Comedy so. Central. They're rebooting. Of course, it, it is. What's funny because they did a teaser and uh, the one I I saw they were basically making fun of MTV. <laughs> like, no one watches it anymore. I didn't even uh, know so if he was existed still. It's all. To, I think it's just pretty much my uh, like thirteen and pregnant now. Um, they had to get something oh. more crazy. Um, I thought you were going to say I, it's pretty much my show, Jersey Shore. Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate the, those people. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I love these, but uh, I'm I'm fine with jumping back in into that. That was it was insanely popular when we were in high school, uh, in middle school. Like it was just everyone talked about Beavis and Butthead all the time. And I would love to see them try it again and see if it sticks. See if if you know that style of humor mm-hmm. and everything is is still relevant today and. And see, like, how long they go with their episodes before they enrage whole sections of the internet. 
because I don't yeah. think it's going to take very long. <laughs> I, I was I was going to say, if anything, it'll remind people that music videos do still exist. <laughs> I'm wow, interested yeah. to see if they'll even have that portion in the right. show anymore. Yeah, who knows? I don't think they will. What messed but, up um, rights and everything are now. But mm-hmm. I never really watched the show that much, but I, remember, I saw a few episodes. I remember playing the video game on PC and oh, the movie when that came out. That was massive. I remember the movie being really good. That's <laughs> probably why you don't see the show streaming anywhere because the right. rights for the little things that they would have to just cut those parts out, which I think most people Maybe. would be fine with. Um, but uh, just basically, Beavs about it talking shit about all these bands. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, these guys suck. <laughs> I did not um, even realize uh, there was okay. a PC game, but it doesn't look like that's the same as the Genesis one. It's called Beavis and Butthead in Virtual Stupidity. I guarantee you, Scotty's going to start streaming Beavis and Butthead games. The, the next no, I don't. Uh... I, bet, I bet you will. I bet you will. <laughs> I I oh, could never really get in. I I appreciate. I appreciate Beavis and Butthead, um, but I could never, if <laughs> I was watching cool. an episode, I would just like zone out and forget that I was even watching it. Like, it's, not, it's very easy to lose my train of thought. It's like but, brain scan. You wake up like two days later, like, what What happened? Did you see that brain scan shirt? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We're going off on tangents. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I think it's time for a break. And Mm -hmm. after this message, we will be right back. I want to let you guys know that Megavisions has a Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Megavisions. And when you're there, you can choose to uh, get either a physical or digital issue of the magazine. Uh, We ship uh, worldwide, so you can get one wherever you live. And if you subscribe to the physical edition, you automatically receive the digital issue uh, as well. And we only charge your account when we're actually ready to ship an issue. So you don't have to worry about getting uh, random charges that you don't understand why they're coming your way. We are uh, very clear and we let everyone know uh, like the weeks leading up to when we're actually going to charge everyone's account. So uh, anyway, please go check it out. Uh, like I said, it's uh, www.patreon.com slash megavisions. Welcome back, and we are now moving on to Scotty Moe's Mail Sack of Wonder. We've got it. Let's open this, unlatch these things, and see what we've got inside. All right, that's right. First up is Ichabod Brain in the Discord PodQuest. This was uh, last week's also we want to reference because when we talked about the Xbox Showcase, he asked, Have you seen Balan Wonderland? It aesthetically looks like Nights into Dreams. It also created. It was created by the guy that made Nights and the original artist of Sonic, Yuji Naga and Naoto Ushima. Ushima. If you look at timestamp one minute eleven seconds, it looks like an ice Sonic costume. How stoked is Scotty for this? So we kind of addressed how stoked I am. I'm trying to keep my excitement in check. Um, I would say that you're reaching a little bit for that ice Sonic costume, but I can see how he's got like. The backwards fins, quills, things, and he's he's running and mm-hmm. and and yep, that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we had discussed it last week. It it does look 
aesthetically like Nights into Dreams. Um, the costumes, yeah, I, to be honest, I actually missed that Isonic costume thing. It is, uh, it's literally like not even a full second that it happens in that video. Right, okay. I, had to, I had to pause it a bunch to find it, but. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we, we discussed it enough last week. So if you're interested to know our thoughts, go back to last episode, episode 44. It's yes, great. Yes, yes, um, yes. So and what other stuff uh, do you have in your mail sack? Yeah, Mr. Haru asks, what is a piece of gaming merchandise you would not hesitate to pre-order on day one? So, so something I, that doesn't exist? I guess so. Ooh. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon Saga remake or like re-release or something. Well, he's not talking. Hands Dragoon he, Laga. He's, he's not talking. God damn it! He's not talking about a game. He's saying merchandise. So what if okay. they? What and if he, there was like related a to a game? A Pan's yeah. Dragoon Saga statue, clock, or um, glove? Why? I don't know. <laughs> like if if they made oven mitts, though Pan's Dragoon Saga themed, I'd probably go. I fucking yeah. knew it. I knew he was grabbing it. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. I want Yo Doi two bitches. <laughs> if, if they came out with a brand new Yonoi plushie or anything, a uh, bobblehead, whatever, it, it doesn't matter, man. I'm there with Noid. this dude on day one. Give me some more Yonoid. Yonoid too. <laughs> Noid harder. I'll, I'll put them back man. now. Oh, actually, I'd love a Pan's Dragoon Saga plushie. Like Azel and Edge and the dragons. Amazing. How did I'd you say her that. name? Azel. Azel? I say hazel because you sound like you're talking about hazelnuts. <laughs> Maybe well, hazelnuts. Perhaps it's an H. Perhaps huh. an H, sir. Hazel. HD. How you say it? Word, uh, I just say Azelle. Like kind of like Gazelle. Azelle. Yeah. Like Adele, but without. Adele, with okay, well, yeah, we can go that way. Yeah. I, now I just um, now all I can do okay. is picture picture Azelle walking up to me and saying hello. <laughs> um, anyway, While on, the, on the back of a dragon. Uh-huh. Oh, merchandise! <laughs> uh, you said you annoyed. You said Pandragoon Saga. Um, yeah, I I guess I've, because I've got it on my mind. Knights. Oh yeah. I am I am kind of upset. I missed. What would out you want though? Like, what first. would you want? Like, what's What's the uh, best Knights merchandise that you could think of that you would want? There was a bunch of um, in in Christmas Nights that demo. They have like image galleries of all kinds of uh, merchandise and stuff, and it's just crazy. And that my this was before you could just import whatever. Like importing was kind of starting for. Mm our our era or whatever so that kind of blew my mind like how do i get the where are those ufo machines how do i get that mouse pad or whatever um i don't know i get like i'm still bummed i missed the first four figures knights thing so the only way i can get that statue now is through secondhand assholes um i don't know i guess a statue would be fine because it's like i don't want a shirt i have enough shirts of crap um yeah, I, like a statue, maybe even a, an amiibo-sized statue, or like, oh, maybe a controller. Maybe an uh, I know I know the 3D controller essentially was the Knights controller, but if they did like some sort of purple scheme, or even like a a Knights yeah. controller and a Riala controller or something. Ooh, yeah, I'd good. say a, I'd say a custom designed controller. Why didn't they do that? They could have had a really cool image know. artwork on the. <laughs> I'm sure we could find them on Etsy or something. <laughs> I'm going to ask yeah, uh, real quick. 
uh, is there any um, piece of like pre-order merchandise that you missed out on in the past that you would like love to go back and be able to go get? Yep, Sonic Generations, the UK release. Oh, really? What's second about what, that? What? Freaking insane statue set. Oh, okay. That was not I, available in the yes, US. I, I have a confession to make. I'm not a massive fan of Sonic Generation, so I did not care. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to why Ram's opinion is wrong. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll find the game next to me. Uh, there you go. Um, um, but it was... Uh, right next to Sonic 06. That's... You... No. Uh-oh. Uh, just never being demonetized now that we mentioned uh, Sonic there you 6. go if you guys want to look at that real quick because it came with a oh that's a horrible picture sorry um the oh internet do whatever you want to um it had I almost got it on Amazon and crap but it had a statue of modern and classic Sonic in a ring and then it also had um an actual ring and a soundtrack and a cool looking presentation liner for the soundtrack uh yeah i wanted that real bad okay. what about you graham anything that you can think at of each other like they're about to kiss sorry go ahead <laughs> it does actually feel like they're about to kiss <laughs> that's what the ring's for it's a wedding ring it's a uh, engagement ring um see this is the thing i don't normally get collector's editions of stuff really like i don't really care about statues that much i do have Sonic Mania's collector's thing. Me um, neither. Yeah. Oh, oh Me God. neither. <laughs> Jesus. Like, Me neither. If it's like a limited, it was like a limited edition, I guess. Ooh, I like. For wait example, a minute, Graham. I you do... love Die Hard, don't you? I do. Who do you who see doesn't? that? Do you see oh, the freaking yeah. Nakatomi Ooh. Plaza that my buddy AJ got me? Oh, my, ca- my cable's too short. My cable's too short. I'm sorry. I can see. It. I can see. It. I can see. It. Okay. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but yeah, um, like like I've got like I get, I do get some sort of collector's editions of some games, but they're normally the ones that just have like an extra DVD. I don't really buy the big statues and stuff. Right. Like um, yeah, um, or it comes with a free T-shirt. I'm like, yeah, that, that's cool. But yeah, I don't really go into that sort of stuff. Partly because I have too much crap anyway, and I also don't have the space to store statues really. Um, also, I, if it did something, I might be like, oh, that's cool. It does that's a thing. Like, it makes a song or moves or something. I don't know. But, yeah. So um, did you get the Sonic Mania yeah. statue then? Because that does something. I I do have the Sonic Mania statue, so I've got the okay. b- box of that and stuff. Uh, the problem is I don't have it on display. I just have it as actually down next to my computer desk right now. Incorrect. Um, <laughs> in- what, what do you mean? It's in the wrong area. You need to display it loud and proud. <laughs> Well, I should do it, I guess. I could put it up behind me, yeah. Um, like on my weird shelf unit thing there that's just behind me. Uh, where my, my avatar currently sits, mm-hmm. along with my Mega Whoa. Drive Mini. My perception is now very skewed, because I thought that was like five feet away from you. <laughs> in arm length. Tell your friends. Um, <laughs> you think it was like a little desk in the background or something? Yeah, I did, but it, instead it's like five feet high. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very oh, the audio <laughs> listeners are like what are they talking about so, Get oh, yeah. Feed, <laughs> gents, ladies. yeah i have a wooden thing that i have on top of my tv stand where my tv basically i have a, a glass tv stand down here just for the audio listeners and i guess oh, the okay. videos my room is kind of a mess i don't even want to move my camera 
I've got a glass TV stand where my TV is sitting on it. Let's move my mic out of the way. There's my TV. Oh, um, okay. You can see that. Um, and then so there's yeah, this whole other which... desk behind your TV on top of it. So that is actually something I built. I built this wooden thing um, as a TV stand originally, but I sort of reach. I changed it. I actually rejigged it. And I took it apart and rejigged it so it actually goes over my TV stand, so I could put units on top of it, like games it, consoles, because I have too many consoles for my TV stand. Basically. So instead of your TV sitting on it, it's sitting on your TV now. Kind of. It's like it's not touching the TV. It's above <laughs> no. the TV. You know. Um, but I have some. I have some games consoles under my bed. I also have two bit. I have lots of stuff on top and on the TV stand itself, like the glass TV stand. Um, Just start stacking yeah. in front of your windows, and then well, you don't have to worry about. I all did your... for a while, and yeah, it just got a bit ridiculous. <laughs> hmm. So there we go. That yeah. yeah. Um, how did we get onto that? Anyway, anyway let's move on. Um, so Chris, Chris did you mention something? Question, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah um, something you missed and once whatever. I wish that I would have got in on more of the uh, the the old the Dreamcast like uh, special editions like the sports okay. edition. I really really wish that. Oh, the console itself. You mean? The yeah, the console variants. itself. Yeah. Um, is yeah like I, I I just I really always wanted one, and I've literally I've never owned a black Dreamcast, um, and the price of them are just yeah. stupid now. So yep. I don't know yeah. if I will. Yeah, you mentioned that. I do wish that I somehow came across the Code Veronica. This was when IMAX Mm. were a thing, and that clear jelly bean color was really cool. So there are a ton of variants, like the Dreamcast controllers. But um, there's a Code Veronica. There's two Code Veronica consoles. One that's a dark blue, supposed to be Leon's with a Stars logo, and then another one that's Uh. red, supposed to be Claire's version variant. There's a whole, I forget the site, but sometimes I just look at the Dreamcast variants and think, like, man, those are cool. I always like the Seaman one too. They had tons in Japan, didn't they? They had like Hello Kitties and stuff like that. Yeah, Hello Um, Kitty pink one with a pink keyboard. In in the UK, we just had a grey one. We had nothing else. (laughs) Not even the black version. It was just... uh, (laughs) Like the sky. (laughs) Yeah, with a a still swirl of blue, because just to remind us that the sky sometimes is a bit blue. Just just to keep you depressed. (laughs) Just a splash of it. um, Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then cool. uh, Sarah next, aka Caesar, uh, ends the question sack time with uh, since it just sack. happened, I guess opinions about Sega's president apparently just resigning. Uh, and what he's referring to is President Kenji Matsubara abruptly resigned from Sega. Uh, happened on July 30th, first? The like three July, or four days, days ago, ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We reported on it. Uh, Marson just tossed up a, his statement, essentially, a, a link to it. Um, he said that he resigned for personal reasons, and that's that's really all it says. Um, that could be anything. Corona's happening right now, folks. Who knows? I think it's mafia-related. Mafia. There's always been those um, rumors that uh, Sega's yeah. owned by the mafia, and so maybe, maybe this is... Uh, I, I feel like in Japan, that means Yakuza Mafia relation thing. If that was in, like, America, it might be like a sex scandal or something like that, I feel. Like, personal reasons. Oh. Cheated on yeah. someone and it's about to come out sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right. Yeah. In England, he's made a cup of tea wrong. I don't know. Uh, just get this guy out of here. <laughs> like, he can't even make right? tea. 
Oh, oh, sorry. This is kind of slightly on a tangent, but on that, there's a video that's gone around from this woman and her daughter in America teaching Americans how to make English tea. Oh, and boy. it's basically just upset loads of people in England because it's like in my office, it was spread around. And everyone's like, what the hell? Because <laughs> basically she goes, you get a mug, put cold water in it, put it in the microwave, take it out, put milk in it, then add a tea bag. And everyone's like... She's saying oh. that an English woman is saying that's how you make English tea. This is an American woman and an oh. American daughter say how you make English tea. And okay. it's basically just upset the entire nation, basically. It's like, oh my God. Well, this has you, to be a parody. It's how a war. You, how do you, I do recall when you were over here for the marathon that AJ's girlfriend Ashley was introduced you to sweet tea. Oh, yeah, that was you actually quite nice. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that was surprisingly <laughs> decent. I actually quite like the sweet tea. Thank you, Ashley. Um, <laughs> so she's obviously what is, listening or watching, I don't know. Yeah, what, what, uh, um, mm. then how do you guys do it over so, there? Ah, because, yeah, this is a crazy thing about America. You guys don't have kettles in your house. What? Because um, oh, you never had to boil water on your stove. You don't have a kettle. You had to bo- yeah. I had to boil water on your I stove. Could, man. All right, well, then we got one since you got here. I could go t- take a picture of it on the <laughs> yeah, stove right it. now. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. Tell me where my kettle is. <laughs> uh, do you have a kettle that goes on the stove? Yeah, and it whistles when wow. it's ready. Okay. I have a well, kettle bell. A wow, so, oh my God. so basically, Scotty, that kind of kettle we have, we might have in England, but for going camping with, we normally have electric kettles. You just plug into the wall um, oh, and just boil okay. water from that. Uh, but you're just fine. That's good. That's, that's, that's better than nothing, and it works. It's brilliant. Well done. But yes, Thanks. you boil your kettle. Uh-huh. You get it. You get the. If you're just making it with a tea bag, you get your tea. Get your mug. Pop your tea bag in the mug without any water in. Boil your water in the kettle. Pour that in. Then you add your milk and sugar if you need to. Um, oh yeah, and in the video, the lady just basically poured sugar in straight from the pot, not using a spoon or anything. It's just like heaps of sugar. It's like, oh. yeah. But yeah, you lot. need to let the you need to let the tea bag brew using the boiling water first. Then you add yeah. your milk once it's brewed to a certain level. Because how long do you milk- let the okay um how long do you let the the tea bag uh like stay in before you add the milk that's okay so that's dependent on the person and sometimes the strength of the tea bag because some brands are slightly different than others personally i leave it like maybe a minute or so a couple of minutes at the most and then i add my milk um, I like it quite strong, but also very milky. Like I'm weird. I like the strong taste. I was going to say nice that you texture. put. I think you put a lot of milk in your tea. Like I was, I was surprised by how much mm. milk that you put in there. Is yeah, that so it's not the, necessarily typical. On the yeah, it depends on the person. Bag, right? stuff. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I, know some, I know some people only add a dash of milk, but they only leave the tea bag in for a tiny little amount. So uh, uh, that's interesting. At the end of the show, maybe you could show us demonstrate how you make the tea Graham. Um, <laughs> i will Maybe say I'll record it and i just do it with my phone because yeah. yeah welcome back to graham's live stream um <laughs> this will boil your water or whatever graham but uh the band that i used to be in um when we started out and were more punctual about our band practices we would start each one with a cup of tea um and we'll, <laughs> sorry all that would entail though is putting four cups four mugs of water in the microwave for a couple of minutes, then bringing them out and plopping the tea bags in. Uh, okay. is, it's like it's not making it taste. It doesn't change the taste of water. Like, so what's the difference? It's just hot water either way. This, hot. Graham. <laughs> like I don't understand why you guys are so upset by that. 
because it's, it's, just, it's, it's all it is is hot water. It's not yeah. changing. It's, okay, the it taste. needs to be it needs to be boiling water to have a proper cup of tea. Just to be clear, it actually genuinely there's a scientific thing about it. Boiling water has to be like night. Okay, I have only to, English I people would go into science about I centigrade rather than Fahrenheit because I don't know Fahrenheit, but it needs to be about ninety-seven to a hundred degrees centigrade, which is boiling hundred degrees is, is boiling point in centigrade to actually make the, the tea brew correctly. And if you add milk too soon, or if you add milk first, it actually deactivates the brewing ability of the tea. So when that lady did it, she put she put the milk into the hot water before putting the tea bag in, which instantly stops it brewing correctly, which is, oh, which is just yeah. insane. So okay. you did it a slightly better way that you had your hot water, then you put the tea bag in. But it needs mm-hmm. to actually be boiling water to get a proper cup of tea, which is... Which is also sometimes why if, people, if English people go to America and they have they ask for a cup of tea, then you just get like a cup of warm slash hot water without yeah. a tea bag, and it's like, okay, this is not going to brew correctly. It's fine, but at the same time, it's like ah, uh, so yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to go the mini rant. And that's <laughs> but, why but, Sega's uh, president resigned. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> he did not. You see, even in Japan, they need to have a boiling boiling water to make their tea as well. Um, but yeah. So, because it's coffee, coffee can just be hot, but don't need, tea needs to be boiling. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, let's we're locking up the up. mail sack. We're like it or stick it. I don't know if this will pick up on the mic. I'll try to get real close. Snaparunsky there, and and another one maybe. Oh God, this thing's dusty. There we go, dusty sack. They call me in high school. You got to dust off that right. sack. And so that's, okay, that does it for the uh, mailbag. And yep. that moves on to the the news, our top news of the week. Now we have actually been looking at the the feedback um, from like people, listeners, and stuff, and we realise that sometimes some of the sections are taking a little bit longer than perhaps we'd like. So we're actually going to cut some things down. So for our news and our picks of the week, we're actually going to do one each rather than two each. So um, let's 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 kick it off. Let's go with Chris to begin to kick it off this week. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. Um, oh, okay. That's fine. We to go? Or... Yeah, it's fine. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. So I. I'm pretty excited about this bit of news. Uh, the, oh, the Detective Pikachu director, uh, Will Helm, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, uh, a movie coming to Netflix. And did you guys ever play Beyond Good and Evil, the first yeah, one? Yeah, I um, <laughs> I played it way too late, but it was a pre-order bonus with Rayman Origins. And I played oh, wow. a good That's, bit of that it must on... be late on xbox live arcade i really enjoyed it it's a very chill it's it's everyone says it it's metal gear solid meets pokemon snap oh wow never thought of it that i mean way. you have a never camera. heard of it that way you're well, looking around in a camera and it's stealth mode you got to take them pictures and it's yeah. a lot of adventure I, stuff i remember that i i own like i own the game and have finished it start to finish mm-hmm. i do not remember there being a camera bit in it and i just completely forgetting the game i remember bits of it but I can't remember that at all. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's the majority of the game because I don't remember and I did not finish it. But and I probably never will because it's on my 360 okay. and I never boot up. But like the save for it is on my 360. So right, but it's a cool um, game has a huge following. Yeah, I just remember being a really good, a good adventure game, kind of like going around, sort of, so kind of almost solving mysteries as it were in this little city type place and. Yeah. Um, were the enemies cool pigs she... or something? In my head, they were pigs. Yeah, no, her, her best buddy. friend. Yeah. yeah. And they basically oh, yeah. like fix yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a tinkerer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess, let me see here. 
it's going to be a mix of live action and animation. So that's going to be interesting. Okay. Um, so if like some of the human, I wonder if like the human characters will all be uh, like live actors and a lot of like mm-hmm. the more animal characters will be maybe animated. I think that would probably make sense if you want to do a mix. That would make sense. Um, and I mean, this is interesting because I, you know, we heard about the the sequel, Beyond Good and Evil 2, that Ubisoft was apparently had in, in development forever. Um, and so it seems like I, I, I will... I was not expecting that we'd hear, you know, a uh, Beyond Good and Evil animated series coming. Uh, so I guess this means that the series is still alive, which is good. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had that crazy trailer at E3 when you're for the second game that told us nothing about the game. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so all over the place. Two, was that back in 2018? That was, that was a good couple of years ago now, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, yeah. Uh <laughs> This is cool. Yeah. And uh, what's her name is totally on the cover. I had to look it up to remind myself holding a camera. So, what game did you play, Graham? <laughs> um, I yeah, we uh, haven't. Beyond Good and Evil has a huge following. Um, I did not even know this was a thing, much less coming to Netflix. No, I never heard. It, it. it just it, it kind of came I mean, out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I know the game. I'm actually I'm having to reread the game story because I remember it, but. I don't remember the story or anything, but... Is it a long yeah, it, game? Because I would like to finish it sometime in my life. I, I got pretty close. I, I can't remember um, finishing it's, the it's game. It's not that but... long. It's, re- like, it's not like four hours. But it's more like close to, I guess, like ten hours, maybe. Mm. Um, like, I remember, I think I played it over like a few short bursts, and I finished it not that long after I started playing it. Um and I actually got to it late as well. I got to it years after it launched. I think I played on the Xbox 360 as well. Um, mm-hmm. When that came out on that. Mm. Word. Mm. Yep. That's neat. Anyway. Cool. So that's uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Neato. Scottimo. What, what, what news has uh, tickled your taste buds this week? Yeah. So uh, pretty cool stuff going on in the skateboarding world. Everybody knows by now that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake is coming out September 4th, I believe. Um, it's uh, Tornado Jones's birthday, I think, too. But they just announced that over three dozen new music tracks have been added to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 soundtrack. Um, yeah, there's some of these artists. I don't I don't it's not that uh, it's not like brand new songs and it's not like brand new artists, but it's artists that either were not in Tony Hawk 1 or 2 or have not been in a Tony Hawk game. Um, for mm. instance, Burr. I'll just, I'll rattle off a couple here. Billy Talent, um, Destroy Boys, uh, Less Than Jake, Machine Gun Kelly, MXPX, Ugh. which surprises me that MXPX has not been in a Tony Hawk game, I don't think. I'm not sure. Uh, Real Big Fish for some reason. That's pretty awesome, oh. though. Um, the Ataris, it really surprises me they've not been in a game yet. Zebra Head has a different song in it. They had, um, because Tony Hawk 3 was what got me into Zebra Head, actually. Um, there's a lot, uh, they also confirmed that all but five tracks from each Tony Hawk one and two are returning. Uh, so yeah, so that's a good chunk. So like there's 30 new, over 30 new songs combined with most of one and two soundtracks, um, which is really, really neat. And it reminded me that, well, Ska is back first of all, but (laughs) also 
it reminded me how I got into certain genres through anime and video games because no joke, I learned of the Mighty Mighty Boston's from the website dbzwarriors.cjb.net that made anime music videos. This was back when your browser wouldn't save the address, so you had to remember it when you type it in. <laughs> so you can still in, add favorites. Back in our day, oh, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't care that much. <laughs> Bookmark um, But I remember that like that introduced me to it, and then Rascal King was in the game Rogue Trip, the car combat game Rogue Trip 2020-whatever. Um, and that leading, uh, and it circles back to Tony Hawk because Goldfinger's song Superman, which uh, as, um, they're the foreman, their lead singer, um, oh shit, is that his name? Doesn't matter. He said that that basically ignited their career as a band was Tony Hawk wow. one. Um, so it's pretty cool to see a lot. Uh, and there I'll, I'll, we can link the, the source for this, but there's a 15 minute video of a couple of new artists to the game. Um, so I'm already going to check out now uh, what was... One of them was called Death Something or Something Death, and I lost it now. It was uh, DZ Death Rays? No. Oh, Rough Francis, Death Wire was the name of the song. Um, they are pretty cool, kind of kind of screamy punk or angry punk. And um, it, it's neat to see a lot more hip-hop artists in this because hip-hop... Hip, hip-hop, mm-hmm. It not people realize it, but like hip hop is just as synonymous with skating as punk is. So it's cool to see more of those, more of that genre in here. Yeah. I'm just super excited for this game, and if they do like any sort of physical release of this album, I will definitely grab it. So, what do you guys think about That's that? Cool. Chris yeah. groaned pretty hard when I said Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not a big music guy, so this does nothing for me, really. I remember listening to a lot of these bands growing up, but I'm not, and and I'm also not into skateboarding games. So I am like completely not the audience for this game. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. Kind of same here. I was actually a rollerblader back (laughs) back when I was a kid. I was a rollerblader and kind of hung out with skateboarding. Aggressive. I just could not skateboard. Like, oh, yeah. So I I, I did that. I was a blader and I had friends who were skateboarders, so I enjoyed the real thing. And when Tony Hawks came out, they all loved it and jumped on it. And I bought, I think I got number one or two. I think I got one on my PlayStation and two on my Dreamcast. And I suck at them. I just don't actually find them that fun either. So they're not really for me. So I never who really are you people? <laughs> <laughs> and I, from this list of uh, musicians who have added to this that you got in our show notes. I recognize maybe two or three of these God bands. Damn it. I it's Charlie Brown <laughs> Jr. But like, yeah, I, I I was really big into like a punk rock and stuff growing up. But yeah, I guess um, I'm out of it. I don't know who these people are. They're not really. But yeah, no, that sounds cool for, for fans of the game. I think this is great. This is great news. Um, not only are the games coming back, they've got um, even more tracks. Um, so great, great stuff. And Scotty, I, I hope you enjoy it when it comes out. Did you have soap shoes, Graham? I did not. Okay. I did not well, have those. I do uh, remember them being a thing, and no. <laughs> if you're more into inline than skateboarding, ha- have I got something for you? Have you ever heard of the movie Brink? I have. I've never seen it. All right. It's... You got to watch it. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll, hell, I'll give you my YouTube sign-in because I had to buy the stupid thing on there. Oh, no, it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> you have Disney+, Plus, right? Yes, I do. Hey, right. your homework for next week is to watch Brink. I, I think Airborne is the better rollerblading 
movie. I think it's the best rollerblading movie. Wow, I've never even heard of that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> okay. so Seth Green, Jack Black. Oh, I, I recognize those names. And then while <laughs> so... we're at it, we're going to watch Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater. Ooh, heck yeah. <laughs> I love me some Christian Slater. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is yeah, all very anyway, cool. Anyway. It is awesome that Ska is on it, and it is awesome that there's more hip-hop, and there's some good artists that for, should rightfully be included in these games, so it's pretty neat. Cool. Awesome. Um, so for my bit of news, it kind of tallies on from last week's stuff where we talked about the Xbox Showcase and Halo Infinite. So a lot of the people actually kind of complained about Halo Infinite's visuals. They said the graphics kind of... I think actually while we were watching the live stream, um, Chris, you mentioned that someone had commented that it kind of looks like a, a PlayStation 2 game or something like that, or, you know... Um, no, I think they the were saying that it, it looked like it was current gen. And so... I thought, I, okay. Yeah. It didn't anyway, look like it was like a big next-gen game, is what I, I was saying. Yes, yeah. So... Um, that, that was the thing. A lot of people said this doesn't look that good. It looks like the graphics aren't, aren't very decent. Um, not what they're expecting for the Xbox Series X. It's meant to be the showcase to really show off the game. And like this is like a flagship title for the game, uh, for the console. So why did the game not look as good as people were expecting? So the developers, uh, 343 Studios, oh, sorry, 343 Industries, sorry, um, they've actually kind of addressed this. Um, so their community manager, I'm not going to get his name right, but it's John Junesek. Junesek. That sounds better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did you know that? Wow. Um, uh, anyways, because I've culture. known. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just know the guy. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Aside from anyway, skateboarding um, and good music, he's cultured. John. <laughs> John from John. John from three four three. <laughs> the Johnny JJ, Quartz. JJ, I'm calling JJ. Um, yeah, that. he's he's come out and he's um, said uh, he's ex- he's addressed why it kind of why the uh, style actually looks like it is, but also about the visuals and stuff themselves. So he said, Look, for my learnings from Halo Four, Five, and Halo Wars Two, along with strong community feedback, we decided to shift back towards the legacy aesthetics that define the original trilogy. Um, with Halo Infinite, we're returning to a more classic art style which was a key message going back to the very first reveal that garnered enthusiastic and positive responses. This translates to more vibrant palette, cleaner models and objects with less noise, though it doesn't mean less detail. But um, some people, as you say, some people say this doesn't, this doesn't look, still doesn't look that great. And there was talk about um, there's some popping in that you can see in the video in the distance and stuff, which people weren't really expecting from Xbox Series X. Um, and the lighting felt a bit dull and everything. But so he addressed this saying, in many ways, we're in agreement here. So the studio is actually agreeing with what everyone's saying. We do have work to do to address some of these areas and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation for the final game. So it sounds like they are actually receptive about this. They're talking about actually up doing the, 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 the graphics a lot better than they were with what we saw. And they also mentioned that it was actually an early um, version of the game and they had actually been working on it since. Like... The, sh- the video they showed at the on the presentation was about a month old, so they had been doing a lot of work already on it. So hopefully, when it launches, it's going to look a lot better than it did there. Um, I mean, the studios do say this sometimes, like, "Oh yeah, we're going to address that," but they don't always. Hopefully, they are. But yeah, what do you guys think? Per- per- to, be- to be honest, I'm just going to say my piece first. Sorry, I didn't think the graphics were that bad. I mean, I feel like it's going to be one of those games that is on Xbox One and Xbox Series X, so I kind of feel like there will be that crossover period where some games don't look as amazing as they could do. 
I mean, maybe it could have looked better, but to me, the, the scope of the area that you could see of the world seemed very impressive to me. And that's what more what I was focusing on. I thought the detail was decent enough. It didn't bother me at all. Um, and Halo's never really looked that realistic as, as it were, because it's, it's kind of sci-fi stuff. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it's interesting to see if they do actually make it better. What do you guys think? Um, I've never cared how games look. I've never been on board with like, this looks great. I need to own it. Um, and I'm not just saying that to sound cooler, like a hipster, but it just doesn't like, <laughs> I can see where they're coming from, where it did look a little bit dated. Um, it did. Mm-hmm. The guy's face that was talking to master chief looked a little, um, not as insane as like a quantum dream or a naughty dog game or something maybe, but I I just don't get why it matters so much. I really don't. I don't like, but I also fell in love with cell shading. So who am I to talk? I, it's just it's strange to me that we're complaining about graphics that the human eye can barely see at this point. Yeah, you know. I saw something else, uh, some news around this time too that they were saying that it's going to be running at 120 frames per second. Do you see that? Great. Yeah. I have nothing yeah, that'll that that support that. <laughs> Apparently the multiplayer will be free to play and running. That was actually another bit of news. Oh, there is multiplayer. Um, Okay. The the multiplayer is going to be free to play and it's going to be running 120 frames per second because from the sounds of it, it's going to be very much like a map, like, you know, the massive, like uh, Fortnite and uh, Call of Duty Warzone. It's going to be one of those massive epic multiplayer games. um, Essentially, they're rejigging it to make it this. I haven't actually got full details, but that's what everyone was saying. It's going to sounds like what they're doing. So they want to make it free to play and running 120 frames per I think second, that's interesting cool. that because you're essentially only buying the campaign then like I'm wondering Apparently. if they're if they're going to be giving people that buy the game like some sort of bonuses in the 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 multiplayer because I mean I don't know it bothers kind me of a, as a consumer that they have to come out and say that the multiplayer will be free to play Oh, okay, cool. Thanks for putting a basic part in the game for me to all enjoy. I'm glad you were nice enough to do that. Sorry, well, I'm no, going to go on a tangent. I think, <laughs> so I think, just to clarify on that, I think if you buy buy Halo Infinite, you, you have the multiplayer there as standard. But I think they're also releasing the multiplayer as like a Fortnite-style separate oh. multiplayer for other people to play. That's, that's the impression I'm getting. So it's going to be a, oh. a big open open epic battle sort of game. But what but that means is a free ton of microtransactions. That's what that means. Possibly. You know, it could be microtransactions. Like, I don't it's know. It's interesting think, that they're uh, going seasons. that route. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, they're going to have those, uh, like, what are they? Battle what are passes? they? Like in Fortnite, they have like a new season or whatever. It's, it's like in battle yeah. passes. I think it's, it's going to yeah. go that, that, that route. I, I hope it doesn't go that way in a way but i can understand why that seems to be a big thing for uh these multiplayer games these days and it seems to work i've got Call a lot of Duty, money warzone and i don't spend a penny on it but obviously some people do uh so it gives, gives you that option i don't know um i kind of hope they do keep some money. of the old style death matches in there like you know the standard ones but interesting to see. <laughs> usually the way i like to try to do it if i'm going to play a free-to-play game and i really like it I definitely want to give, you know, some money to the developers for, you know, making the game, but I'll typically try to not go past what I would typically spend on that as a video game. So if it's like 50, yeah. 60 bucks, 
over the lifetime of me playing it, I'd be fine with spending, you know, 60 bucks on, you know, Halo Infinite or whatever. Um, but I'm not going to go beyond that and, you know, be dropping, buying like every single, you know, uh, season pass or whatever. So it's like $15 mm-hmm. like every month or two, whatever Fortnite does. It's, it's, it's insane. And you have these kids that are trying that they want to buy every single one of those because they get a couple yeah. new skins and that's somewhat how important these days. Um, I think it's interesting that they're trying it with Halo because I uh, don't want to assume too much, but if there's any game that they can ri- make a financial risk on it, it's probably Halo. I'm not sure how five did uh, financially or whatever, but um, and I keep thinking of a game that's going free to play is Rocket League. Um, that's yeah. kind of an exception, but that it's it, this is a weird exception too because I loved the prequel to it. Did you? Did either of you guys play the prequel to Rocket League? Uh, it was only on PS3, I think, but it was called. Everybody ready? Everybody together now knows what I'm talking about. Supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle cars. Oh um, <laughs> yeah, they talked. They've talked about multiple documentaries for Rocket League how that was such a bad choice and it was like. Uh, taking the jokes of Conan O'Brien's late uh, show where he would have the reoccurring characters with unnecessarily long names and stuff. But no, I love that game. And then Rocket League came out on PSN, uh, PS Plus. It was free to play. And I love that game so much. And, and Brett of Megavisions can also attest to this. Him and I played the crap out of it. But because it was free, we were more than ready to buy you know, the Batmobile when it came out or whatever else, the cars, the skins, the stuff like the Hot Wheels. Mm. There was a uh, prequel thing of car skins and whatever. Eventually, I don't know how it took so long, but eventually there were Hot Wheels um, collaborations and stuff. But but uh, and that game's still going strong. I that might be a game. The only game I played as consistently as it's been active, if that makes sense. Because they're like giving out like five year anniversary stuff and whatever. And I'm like, I have been playing this as long as it's launched. And I realize that more and more because my my ranking is like beyond pro, but I'm not good at the game. So I keep getting thrown into ranked matches with people that are like doing these crazy shots and stuff. And there's no way to change that. How are you not good at it after five years? I'm okay. But I mean, like, I just don't. (laughs) They're they're on different levels. But um. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. but that that's you know that that's an exception. But if it's done right and it's successful, you're either dead in the water or you are flying on your own island with the free to play stuff. So, yeah, it's it's gonna be. Interesting I'm just wondering, like, it. if they are gonna do uh, like skins and other things like that. Like, it's weird unless they let people just get really silly with it. Like, what? How many variations of the typical like you know Halo armor? Are you gonna get get with oh, that? You and I think part plenty. of the reason why it works with games like Fortnite is because they can do sponsored stuff. They right. can have mm. you know like uh, Deadpool in the game and other stuff like that. There's just really cool characters that they can they can make. But yeah. with like Halo, you're gonna have you know Master Chief in a suit. So how many variations of that are you really gonna have that look different enough and are gonna make people want to buy it? Uh, you know, compared to something you know like a Fortnite. I don't know. Yeah, unless what they do it a different way. Where it's... Instead of him being green, his armor is blue. Oh, yeah. that changes <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, dear. But what, what if instead of um, things like armor or new weapons and stuff, they do things like um, they, they, re- they launch it free-to-play with 
X like ten maps or whatever, and you know all the weapons. But then down the line, they release another five or ten maps um, with new vehicles on those maps and stuff. I don't know. Like, would you would you pay to upgrade for those things, or what do you think? Like, rather than just uh, buying skins, because personally, I would if uh, if it's more content, more areas to play in. Like, but Halo's is that own, what they've example, been doing forever with Halo? Not really. No, they don't. They don't release new maps as such. Do what, they? What's they was really? it forged or whatever? Wasn't there a create a map uh, mode? Is it called yeah. forged? But like, I played. I played Halo Two and Halo Three, like multiplayer to death almost. And so I, many people they, are screaming at us really... right now through the internet. I, they definitely released map packs for maps. that. Did yeah, they? because there was times where you try to play multiplayer and it wouldn't let you join a map because uh, or match because you didn't have the maps um, downloaded and installed. Jeez, I think I, I think we're forgetting about uh, I think we're forgetting about Halo Five that that mode that had like the cards you could unlock and it would give you different vehicles mm. to start out. What was that mode? You know what you know what I'm talking about, Graham? In five, oh, where no, like, I, I played people. You don't like Tony Hawk? Really. Where am I? All right, um, <laughs> let me find it. God damn it! Oh dear. So yeah, five. I played the campaign. And I played the multiplayer like twice. I didn't really do much in five, uh, partly because Chris, my Halo buddy. Wasn't playing Halo Five. God damn it! I'll, I'll play Halo Infinite with you. Thank you, thank you, Scotty. I want you to play Halo Infinite with me as well. Thank you. Let's all, let's all play together. Let's... If you play um, Grounded with me, then oh yeah, that, that game is awesome. Uh, Have you been playing it? it? I need to download it. I haven't actually said it to download. <laughs> I, I will get my Xbox app out, and I oh damn, I don't have it on this phone. Uh, uh, I'll do that off the show. It's fine. Good man. What the fuck is the <laughs> multiplayer now? I can't find what it's called. Um, Halo. It's not just called Halo 5 multiplayer? No, it has a name because they want to be catchy and creative and stupid. Forge? It's not Forge, is that one? No, that's what I was saying a thousand yeah. times as the create a map mode. George. Uh, I am uh... Bear with me here. Mm. Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow so it's basically call of duty warzone but also just halo warzone but okay. you would start right, cool. with a massive like there was some giant number they kept throwing out that was like and and you would get <clears throat> as you progress in it you'd unlock cards and it would be like oh, oh. you can start with a war cog warthog you can start with a banshee you can start with this weapon layout and all this crap so there's plenty all of that is ripe for um microtransaction garbage Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to look to see if just they actually did release map packs for Halo 2 and stuff. But maybe they did. In my head, they didn't, but maybe they did, because, yeah, I don't know. What are you looking up? I was just see what, what map packs they released, like Halo 2 and stuff. Let's do that after. Let's just try to get on. Well, I feel this. like we can... We can oh, okay, don't worry, yeah. Uh, right, okay, cool. Okay, so awesome. That will do for our new segment. Let's um, let's go move on to a break, and then we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages. What's up, guys? We are on Twitch three days a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. What is the internet? But if you go to twitch.tv backslash megavisions... 
Monday, Mon- mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, you will see us playing everything from Fantasy Star Online 2 to Anarchy Reigns on our Thursday night throwdowns, which we do also invite the community into. Uh, and we have coming up on there to be hosted on Twitch is the 24-hour Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon on September 12th. Mark your calendars, but otherwise, t- check us out any day throughout the week. Keep an eye on twitch.tv backslash megavisions. Welcome back, everybody, and we're now moving on to our section, The Picks of the Week, where we talk about any movie, TV show, or game we might be playing or watching in the last week, and we think our listeners and audience would like to play as well. So, yeah, let's go, Chris, if you can, uh, kick it off. Sure. Uh, Like I was saying before, I've been watching a lot of the Hammer uh, uh, classics from back in the day, and I've of what I've watched is mostly like a lot of the Dracula uh, stuff with Christopher Lee. Uh, but I wanted to try something different. So I ended up checking out Frankenstein must be destroyed. Ooh. And this uh, came out in like 1969. Uh, it stars uh, Peter Cushing as Frankenstein. And it's kind of neat. Uh, they, they do a, a different spin on the Frankenstein series compared to like what universal, and some other, uh, you know, companies did where they focused on the monster. This is much more focused on uh, Peter Cushing as Frankenstein and him just, you know, kind of on the run. And so he ends up coming to um, to England, and there's this other uh, guy called uh, Dr. Brandt, who they were both studying and, and doing research on trying to um, resurrect the, the human brain and be able to transplant um, the brain into, you know, different bodies. Um, and apparently he, um, Dr. Brandt, finally figured out how to do it. But And he was supposed to actually meet uh, Frankenstein. They were going to have like uh, meetings and he was going to share the knowledge so Frankenstein could go back to his country and continue to do the same thing. But Dr. Brandt ended up going insane like a week or two before they were supposed to meet. So Frankenstein oh. comes into town. And he is looking to start some shit, basically. Um, he ends up uh, staying at this hotel. And it quickly just goes about, like, trying to f- plot a plan on how to break Dr. Brandt out of this mental asylum that he's now, uh, you know, been locked up in. And he has to get him out. Then he has to fix his insanity. So then Dr. Brandt can give him all of the uh, the procedures on how to transplant a human brain. And it's just kind of neat because at first, like you, you almost in a way you can understand where uh, Dr. Frankenstein is coming from, because the way he explains it is he's trying to do good for humanity. He's trying, because right. the way he explains it is, uh, you know, imagine all of the, the wealth of information um, that someone accumulates their entire lives. And when they die at the end of their life, that, information is just gone. Like you can never go back and get it. But if we can, you know, bring and keep those, those brains and put them in new bodies, they can continue to help basically humanity. Um, you know, okay. like all, especially all of the, like the great scientists and, you know, other, uh, you know, people that have, have really helped um, further, you know, um, you know, just our knowledge on things. And so from that, from that standpoint, I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. Um, but then he just starts like going and like raping people and just doing weird stuff. Like 
you're like, okay, so you're definitely a crazy guy okay. who's yeah. somehow just using this as, uh, you know, as a, an excuse to chop people up and do stuff. So um, I, I ended up really enjoying it. Uh, there's Peter Cushing is awesome in it. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we don't have Christopher Lee in this one, but a lot of the supporting characters are awesome. Veronica Carlson, who is this, uh, she's been in several of the Hammer films. She's, like, gorgeous in it, this, like, tall, blonde English woman. She's great. All around, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching more of Hammer's, like, Frankenstein series, because I think Peter Cushing is so, so good as as Dr. Frankenstein. Wow. That's uh, a whole different take. That, that's insane. Yeah, yeah it was, it was actually really good. Minus the for what you were saying, it sounded like kind of a cool, kind of, um, it's going to be wrong, but like a kind of Ocean's Eleven, break, the, break him out of his asylum prison place to like save him. But So it's, I, I, I skipped then, a yeah. lot of the plot and what happens, but yeah, I mean, he ends up um, like staying at this like uh, kind of this hotel, this long form hotel place. And uh, he ends up basically forcing this, the, the woman who owns it in her fiance who is a doctor who works at the asylum so he ends up um like blackmailing them to work for him and he just does all these just like really bad sick twisted things uh the 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 end like the culmination the final act is is really crazy it just gets wild and there's this big chase so there's kind of some action stuff going on i say check it out if if you're interested in 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 kind of some uh you know cool english english horror i would definitely you know, give this a suggestion. So Frankenstein must be destroyed. That's the name yes. of the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Wow. Um, and Scotty in the sky with diamonds. What is your pick of the week? Yeah. Well, I'm up here. I'll let you know. Um, so I mentioned before supermarket sweep on Netflix. There's only 10 episodes on there. Once you're done with that, everybody fear not. Amazon prime has got you covered. Because there are 20 episodes of the 1991 season, whatever that means, and then 40 episodes of the 2000 season. That is 60 wow. episodes of Supermarket Sweep, everybody. What a deal. That's awesome. Um, no, this show's just fun, and it's been like a highlight of the pandemic that Rachel and I are enjoying this goofy. The host is kind of an asshole sometimes, but the um, just the man- mannerisms and just the excitability of people, it's just a good, positive, goofy, fun thing. It's not as... And I guess they're actually bringing it back with um shoot i forget her name uh who is gonna be hosting it let me find out i'm gonna look over here and find out that it's actually uh david rubrick i don't think he's done much else Um, does he also host the uh 2001 too yes uh leslie jones is apparently gonna be the new host i don't know how i feel about that because she's her, she's funny, but a lot of her her humor is just angry and loud sometimes. So I don't know how she's going to do as a game show host. Uh, I'm not saying she's okay. just an angry yeah. and loud person, yeah. but she was in the um, uh, the Ghostbusters most recent Ghostbusters yeah. film, and she's an SNL <laughs> regular. Um, yeah. But anyway, the old Supermarket Sweep is great, and everybody should watch it if you just want to. Be, get in a good mood if you need a, a quick pick me up the episodes fly by they're 20 minutes each i've i've spoken more about it than most of people on podcasts probably but it's just so fun and goofy and weird <laughs> and like yeah it's a good time i recommend it on netflix uh, or amazon I, I wanna, prime 
I wonder if you can get the UK version in America at all. Um, you can get the you UK version on DVD. We even tried to find the Ooh. American thing on DVD. Game shows aren't really released on DVDs. Though. <laughs> so the UK rarely. version is just literally watching people sweep in a supermarket, though. He made that same <laughs> joke last week, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks ago. Did we? Yes, you did. <laughs> I guess I'm reusing my material. I got to write, write some new material. <laughs> oh brother still funny, still funny. but uh yeah awesome. what about, cool. what about you Graham uh, uh, what, what have I been up to oh, oh no, what am I choosing so I actually watched this yesterday it's a movie that came out in 2017 it's called Goodbye Christopher Robin now have you guys heard of this movie at all yes you I thought it okay, was good. the one um, with um that other guy who was a Jedi you oh this isn't that movie it's, nope. it's not the Ewan McGregor movie. So Ian for McGregor. the yeah, so for the audience, the listeners, the watchers at home, uh, Goodbye Christopher Robin is a movie based on the Winnie the Pooh creator A. A. Milne and his family. There is a uh, Ewan McGregor film which came out a very similar time from memory. I can't remember. I the think exact it's time, just called Christopher but... Robin. Yeah, that's just called Christopher Robin, and in that movie, Ewan McGregor he plays he plays Christopher Robin and. Winnie the Pooh and the characters are kind of alive or they're still in his imagination or something. He's an adult, but yeah, they're, they're sort of still around and they sort of kind of like bring him back to his childhood and stuff. That this bad. is a different movie. This, this I, I haven't actually seen that Ewan McGregor one, I have to admit. Um, and I hadn't seen this one before until yesterday. Um, but this one's a bit different. It's more of a, it's based on a book, which is based on true events. And it's about um, the AA Milne, the creator uh, and his relationship with his son, who is Christopher Robin, and his wife, and basically his family in general, and like about his life and about him creating Winnie the Pooh. Um, so it's a biographical piece, basically, um, and it's really good. Like it's actually quite emotional and heartfelt at points. Uh, it's quite almost shocking the way that he treated his family in a way. He's not like a mean person, but the way so when they create when he he helped create Winnie the Pooh and the characters with his son basically her christopher robin and um it's all based on like sort of the adventures they created in their heads and stuff like as, as kids he actually had teddy bears and stuff of these characters originally which were just it was like just a bear and like a, a tiger type bear for tigger and stuff um and yeah and he would like sort of talk about like them in the woods and stuff because they moved to an area of england um on Ash, a place called ashdown forest and they sort of imagined these creatures living in this in these woods, this forest around where they lived, and they they named the place the Hundred Acre Woods, and and yeah, anyway, um, effectively, it talks about like um, like how they created it and the way when they sort of rose, it rose to fame very quickly, especially in America as well as England, and they basically the world seemed to love the idea of Christopher Robin, so the child, their child, and they basically kept pushing him forward. So I go to like do news interviews and stuff like this, like um, mm. interviews for magazines and TV shows and stuff. And they even when they uh, so A. A. Milne and his wife were in America at one point doing a tour, like for signing books and stuff. And Christopher Robin was at home in England. On his birthday, he called him up to say happy birthday and stuff. And but they recorded it on a radio show, so it's just really awkward thing. And like the kid, as a kid, the kid was just like, "Why was there another person talking on the line?" And he just didn't understand. And basically, it kind of ruined his childhood. It was really bad. And um, in the end, he decided to 
like at the end of school he decided he wanted to join the army because the world war ii is actually breaking out and stuff so he wanted to become his own person because the world knew him as this this kid who um like lived with a bear and stuff um because it's because because that book is kind of based on him in a way um and oh yeah also his his mum actually wanted a girl uh originally because they just had world war one and he's she wanted a girl because she didn't want her son to go to war she was afraid there was gonna be another war and she was quite right about that but she dressed him up like a girl like in these smocks and stuff so when you see christopher robin in the book wearing these weird sort of almost dress type clothes they were apparently what he wore in real life it's just it's quite an interesting take on the story and stuff and for me it's quite interesting because i live quite close to ashdown forest it's a real place and um i there's a there's a scene in the in the in the movie where he, they go to split this little bridge over a tiny little stream and they drop sticks in over one side of the bridge and they race the sticks as they flow through the water to the other side of the bridge and that's actually kind of a game called poo sticks um <laughs> Because they play it in, I think they do it in the in the in the books as well and stuff. We and also have a doing. game called Poo Sticks over here, Greg. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the the bridge they showed is the real Ash, the bridge in Ashdown Forest, which I've been to loads of times. And people just go there and drop sticks in it and stuff. It's 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 quite it's quite interesting. Like for me, it's quite interesting. But the movie itself is very beautiful and lovely. And um, yeah, it's an interesting take on the way they sort of treated their son as he was growing up and. Yeah, it's quite emotional at times as well. Like to the point that I don't normally cry in movies, but I sort of got a little bit choked up at one point. It's like, yeah, that's uh, quite sad, that bit. Um, yeah, it's lovely, lovely, lovely movie. I definitely recommend, um, especially if you're into Winnie the Pooh and stuff. It's just quite interesting to see where it came about and all that I bet, stuff. Yeah, I bet Jamie would like that. I don't know if she's heard of that that version of it, though, But because uh, we did see the mm. other Christopher Robin, and that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um it was a good one to watch with the kids. This one, I like these movies that kind of take a look at um, either the direct or the, the original writers. Because uh, there's the one on uh, Tolkien that came out, uh, I think, like a year or oh, so yeah. ago. And that was really good. Uh, and so this seems really interesting. So we'll have to yeah, give this one Yeah, it, it's fascinating. Yeah, I th- I'd say it's not really one for kids. So because there's nothing really in it for kids. But for right. adults, I think it's really cool. Of Good. the four um, podcasts, especially if you ever come with... to England again, Chris, I can take you there. Um, sorry, there might have been lag there. Oh, go, okay, there go we go. Uh, I was going to say, of the four episodes we've done with you, Graham, now two out of the four you've said you've watched videos where you, or you've watched movies where you've cried and you don't cry that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing: I have, I didn't cry in this, but I got to the point that I was like. Oh, yeah, like almost so is wedding it more up. depressing so than it is entertaining? Like, what is, what would you say? I'm not saying it's depressing. It's very entertaining. Uh, there's just, there are a few bits you're kind of like, wow, that's just like fascinating. There were, there's just a couple of ups, almost upsetting moments because you kind of mm-hmm. see it from a lot of it from, there's parts of kind of from the perspective of the father, but there's also a lot of it from the perspective of the kid. And it is kind of like, you kind of do really feel sorry for the kid, his like son. Mm-hmm. at points you're just like wow like you can't imagine parents these days treating their kids in such a way but i guess it kind of was the norm back then um we we're talking like you know between two wars like when he was growing up so there's sort of depressions and stuff going on in in the world and in the country and you know uh british people were quite reserved back then and the father as well actually he suffered from post-traumatic stress syndrome from world war one so there's there's bits like where the balloon would pop he'd suddenly 
think he's actually in, in the war and stuff and just get freaked out and sort of really start to panic and mm-hmm. he sort of because of that reason he's kind of distant from his child at least initially he's just like he didn't really want to play with him and stuff because he was just like messed up in the head the, the, that little bit and stuff and it's interesting yeah, it's, it's just kind of um like a, the uh mom wanting a daughter thing because currently it's it's i don't know how to say this exactly it's almost it, it's sexist now to say i have a boy he needs blue stuff i have a girl she needs pink stuff so in that regard it's interesting how bad it was to i mean she did it in an abusive way it sounds like mentally anyway of trying to make him a girl when he was a boy not really let him be his own person um but I, that just that that made me think of that like you shouldn't really only buy barbies because you have a girl and stuff like that but it sounds like this was a very different thing like that i don't know that yeah just, that started turning my gears a little bit thinking about crap like that i mean by yeah, crap i mean and, mean stuff like parents would do but yeah yeah and it's just i think the reason they gave him the smocks to wear because they bought they'd actually bought a load of girls clothes because they just really wanted a girl and they thought they'll have a girl if they believe it and then mm-hmm. yeah they just sort of dressed mm-hmm. them up in these, these dirty clothes and that's that kind works. of what he wore as a child but yeah. yeah unfortunately not but, um yeah it's just uh yeah it's just quite interesting but yeah check it out goodbye christopher robin good movie i don't think it's actually available anything to watch for free as such but you can hmm. buy it from amazon um like a- a- apple apple movies xbox is on xbox as well um but yeah it's, it's really really good really ashdown forest also so sounds like a, a town in lord of the rings or something after the war, the big fire, they call it Ashdown Forest now, you know. Man, and if you actually go to Ashdown Forest in the UK, it doesn't, it's not really a forest anymore. There are trees, there's a lot of trees around, but it's not a big forest because they deforested it back in like the Tudor times to make hmm. battleships. So a lot of trees would take, so it's more like a few patches of woods around. And there is a lot of trees around, but not, it's not really, you don't think of it like a massive forest. It's really weird. The main bit you're driving along, it's just, open area like this is not a forest i'm in right now this is really bizarre Have they tried but... to like replant it and to make it a forest so there are tr- there are trees and stuff sprouting and there's lots of shrubberies and bushes and, uh there's a, there's a lot of nature around there it's just there hasn't really grown back in the the foresty way that it was originally apparently um but it's, it's still it's still it's a beautiful place actually it's lovely to go around i remember uh, yeah, next, when time, that next happened. time your guys are over come along I was going to say, That's I remember it. when that happened, when uh, Jamie and I were watching the Tudors, when he did, hmm. uh, demanded that the, the, the forest be like cut down so they could build ships to rival, was it Spain, I think, at the time? Yeah, I think, yeah, Spain had a massive armada. Or France, um, I don't know. Yeah, we, we got into a lot of ship battles back in those days, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so I guess that does it for our picks of the week. And that means we are going to move on to our feature discussion which this week we're doing a slightly different one um so we'll be we'll be mixing up our discussions each week and this one it's called tell me i'm wrong and with tell me i'm wrong uh each each time we do this one of us is going to pick uh, a subject or a topic about a game or a movie that we sort of fly against the popular opinion on so it could be there's a movie that's really popular and we think actually this movie's not that good, and these are the reasons why we talk about why they are why it's not so good, or yeah. Um, so this week, tell me I'm wrong is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie with Scotty Mo at the helm here. So Scotty, what is it that you're going to tell? What is it that you're flying in the face of, basically? 
get ready to be hated by the internet, Scotty. Yes. Oh, bring it the hell on. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, uh, I don't think the Sonic movie is as great as everyone thinks it is. And I honestly don't think it's that great of a movie. Wow. You, you told like the way you said it before is like you like really don't like this movie. I like there's I characters probably, you hated in this movie. Yeah. Um. So when we talked about it previously, we had a couple of us on, <clears throat> and um, in retrospect, we probably should have had less people than we did, just because there was so many, uh, not back and forth, but just too much. Um. Rachel and I saw it twice. Saw it opening day. Okay. And walked out of there thinking, like, that was, I don't know, it was all right, I guess. And okay. and then we saw, like, the internet explode, thinking, like, this is great. Finally, Sonic's represented in a movie, like, how he should be. This is what the fans needed. This is amazing. Perfect timing. I'm glad they delayed it. We got the look that he, we wanted. We got all that. People lost their jobs, but we got Sonic. Um, I'm not saying everyone was like that. So we thought, like, did we see a different movie? So we were just, like, so baffled that everyone loved it so much, and we walked out of there thinking, like, they could have put any other character in place of Sonic, and it's the exact same movie. And and Ooh. and uh, Rachel Wait. was like, yeah, we could just go watch Hop, because that's the other James Marsden CG talking creature <laughs> buddy film, um, where, um, what's his, um, what what is his name? Uh, something brand. Uh, I don't know if he's English or if he's Aust- Russell Brand. Russell Brand does the voice well, of okay. a rabbit in uh, an Easter mm-hmm. Bunny movie with James Marsden. So it's again yeah. James Marsden, and people like put side by side those the the road trip photo of the bunny in the passenger seat, Sonic in the passenger seat. But so that was okay. you know all that crap. Um, so we went and saw it a second time because I was like. I let's give it a second shot. Maybe we went in too too hyped up, too whatever. Um, and uh, for those that can't hear or can't see this, whatever, I have a Sonic tattoo. Uh, just to clarify that I am a big Sonic fan, I guess. Um, but it's just you, like you that much. You want to remind yourself every time. God, that's, right. that's the guy I hate uh, right there. Like memento skin, <laughs> part of my body. <laughs> Um, I'm never get rid of this. Urgh. Okay. I I just didn't I didn't think it was as great as everybody thought it was. I didn't understand why people thought it was amazing. I I I'm not gonna sit here and say it's the worst movie ever, but uh, I, I I don't I don't want this to also just be a complain train where I which is now a phrase I guess. Um, I I appreciate that they changed his design, but I did not enjoy the references left and right, like the pop culture references. Um, I thought the characters in it, like the side characters were kind of okay. useless. I thought that the sister-in-law made no sense, made the least amount of sense in the movie because when we first saw it, I went to the bathroom and I came back and it was like her second scene showing up in the movie. And I asked Rachel, I was like, did they introduce her when I was gone? And she was like, no, that's just, that's, no, you didn't miss anything. I was like, well, who is this lady? Oh, wow. Um, and then um, the uh, the last thing I'll say, it teaches kids to not follow their dreams because Tom wants to be a cop in San Francisco. And 
Instead, instead of following his dreams, Sonic convinces him to stay in this small town and settle where you can jump people's cars and let ducks cross the street and life is fine like that. <laughs> so I didn't think that was a great message for children, but, you know, Interesting. Jim Carrey's fun. Okay. A lot of times it didn't make sense if you want like, that's not Eggman, that's not Robotnik, you know, but Ben Schwartz, I dig. Ben Schwartz is an awesome person and comedian. Um and uh, I don't have, like, a vendetta against it. I just legitimately don't understand why people thought it was a great film because we thought it was just another animated buddy film. And other than his rings everywhere, like, you could have tossed any animal in there and it would have been the exact same movie. Okay. Interesting. So I hope I don't sound um, like I'm just raging because I didn't want it to just be a screaming Twitter feed of my point of view. <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of the point of this thing. Let's uh, let's, let's well, bring it out there. Um yeah. You know, so Chris, do you want do you want to take this first, or like, how do you feel about this movie? Like, what what is your? Um, are you agreeing with Scotty? Has Scotty made some valid points? Do you think actually he's right? Maybe it's not that great. Or are you like, God damn it, that's the best movie I've ever seen. I think he makes some points, but there's also a lot that I do disagree with. Uh, first of all, I I don't think this is like the greatest movie in the world. I do think it played it very safe, and uh, I think it played it safe. And it was a, a, a fairly generic story. You know, um, I disagree that you could just take Sonic out and put any other thing in there. And it makes the, mo- the same amount of sense because there's a lot of the movie and the plot that hangs on Sonic's abilities and his speed and other things like that. Um, and a lot of that is like a, a, like a, a kind of a focus of se- different scenes. And it sets up for those scenes, uh, you know, like the, the bar fight one is a good example, I guess. Um, <sighs> Sorry. And other things like that. Um, <laughs> so I I think that it, it made sense. I, th- I think the way they built this movie made sense for a general audience of people going to see a movie. Like, they didn't deviate too much. They didn't, like, focus, like, on these, like, super meta, you know, plot points that, you know, no one else is even going to understand. Uh, I think that it, it laid out the story it it was logical in the sense that Sonic had a goal and he needed to get there and uh you know Robotnik you understood like what he was doing so i i think what the biggest thing was is that people expected this movie to be so bad with the design yeah. of Sonic they thought it was just going to be so so just terrible and when and it was kind of weird because like right i think they 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 unveiled it at the right time uh, the the redesign of Sonic is what I'm referring to um, because that got people back into it. And then the movie came out and it was actually a decently solid movie. And I think with that new wave of enthusiasm and positivity that people had coming into the movie um, based on the reveal of the new design, I think that helped a lot. And it mm-hmm. just was word of mouth that continued to spread because if, if I, if I remember correctly, like it was doing really well. I think it, top the box office at least two or three weeks in a row i believe and it destroyed um, birds of prey the harley quinn movie people were like trying to yeah. um review bomb it i think a lot of <laughs> a lot of that too was just the name of the harley quinn movie it was terrible yeah um, that's their birds own supersonic acrobatic um, rocket power battle cars yeah, yeah yeah they got too cute <laughs> with it um but yeah no it was i mean you do also have to give uh you know you know credit to the sonic movie for you know doing that as well mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i yeah, I mean, I I can understand where you're coming from, Scotty, but um, for me, I I enjoyed it. And I think I think they uh, 
did what they needed to do with this movie. You know, it, it yeah. made a crap ton of money and uh, there's going to be a sequel yeah. now. So you so um... on, on the money fr- Oh, I was going to say on the money front, just so anyone listening or watching, um, the budget was apparently around between 81 to $95 million. And it took from the box office, it took uh, over $300 million. So Jeez. commercially success, wow. uh, which is pretty damn impressive, actually, I think. Um, Valentine's Day so yeah, over uh, here. Did it release on Valentine's Day for yeah. you, Graham? It did as well, yeah. So, okay. yeah, it released on Valentine's Day this year. That's the crazy thing. It was released only a few months ago. Um, Wait, the last it? movie, the last yeah, movie a lot no of people way. saw before the pandemic. The last movie in 2020 yes, exactly. people saw in theaters. Oh, my God. It seems like Mid-February. so long ago. Yeah. I thought this was last year, honestly. Yeah. I really did. Jeez, it's nuts. That's um, crazy. I, yeah. actually, I actually do want to touch on what Chris said because you have a good point, and it does put it into a lot of different perspectives where you – Yes. Okay. Before it was even any press or anything was out, one, it's a video game movie. It's going to be a dumpster fire. I'm on the internet. (laughs) Mario Brothers is actually good. You know, all that stuff. But I I forgot about that. And then also, when the marketing came out, it did nothing but help this because it was so horrifying what he looked like (laughs) with his, like, physique and his... um, weirder nose and the teeth we can't we'll never forget about the, the teeth legs um yeah just like his sonic doesn't have fucking thighs or biceps like what's going on um but i forgot about that so it's kind of like the the bar was already like if this is where the movie ended up or if like this is where the movie ended up being like first it was here but then it's like oh video game movie oh look at that marketing what his teeth like it goes lower and lower to the point that when it comes out and it's a decent movie, I think that also played a part in this is great. Partially. I'm not going to give them credit for <laughs> being like, you know, like, you know, being all these many steps ahead of everybody. I think they stumbled ass backwards into this. Oh, and this okay. was not some part of master plan. Like a lot of people were suggesting that this was the, the this was the original design all along. And this was right. just a marketing stunt. Um, I think, I think a lot of it just Nobody played out just the way, you know, they said is that, okay, like we're going to take everyone's feedback. Maybe they did have a design that was more like that conceptually early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they decided to go a different way with it. And then they kind of went back to that design and flesh it out. And then that's kind of what we saw. Um, I'm not going to give them the credit. <laughs> well, that's the thing as, too. As and, and Rob, uh, sorry, Sketchcraft mentioned this when we talked about it as well. Like d- no one in their right mind would, put out a bad looking thing in hopes that it explodes like this. And the proof in the pudding is that there was no shirts, like no toys, nothing Mm. for this movie, no merchandising for a Sonic, the hedgehog movie stuff that Sega is still putting out from like, that looked like him in 91. You're telling me that the, that they did this on purpose and then there's no toys or shirts or anything for the new Sonic look. Like, yeah, they definitely did not plan on guys. Let's, you know what? Let's tattoo a swastika on his arm. Let's see what happens then. You know, oh it's not nobody does that stuff on purpose. Uh, yeah. What do you? What, um, what are your thoughts, Graham? So I actually rewatched this today uh, a few hours ago before the show just to refresh it in my mind. I've seen it a couple of times already, so it's now my third time I've seen it, and honestly, I still really like it. I I'm on the same page as you guys saying it's not the greatest movie ever made. However. 
I think it's a very fun family movie that is just, it, it, I don't expect a huge amount for these sort of family movies. I always expect a simple plot, you know, sort of good guy, bad guy, for whatever reason, the bad guy wants to do something to the good guy or stop the good guy, or the good guy has to stop the bad guy from doing something. Very simple plots. So I'm happy with that. I I think it works with what the, the, what the character kind of makes sense because um, I feel like, introduce because they're almost introducing the characters into into this movie and even though we kind of know about them the the way robotnik is portrayed i think is really good because it it fits in with the fact they're in a human world whereas in the original sonic games like sonic 1 sonic 2 sonic 3 you're kind of in sonic's world so robotics is like almost invaded that world in a, in a sense so it's a little bit different so, you know, we're flipped around and i really like jim carrey's portrayal of robotnik even though it's not necessarily quite the same as what you see in the original video games he's not a big fat guy but I just like I like what they did with him, and I think he actually does it very well. I thought that Sonic was great. Um, like I, I yeah, um, what's his name? Ben Schwartz. I think he did a great job as uh, portraying Sonic. I thought I just thought it was very humorous. I like the humor behind it, and I like the way that Sonic kind of is a. Um, it, he's almost like a, uh, a a small child, like teenager, um, kind of the way he behaves and stuff, um, and his his outlook on life. Uh, is, I think is really good. Um, I actually really enjoyed all the pop culture references, and I like the the thing about that I liked about them was it wasn't too heavy, so it wasn't like you have to know about the video games to find some of the jokes funny. For example, like when he reads the Flash comic book and stuff, like um, you know, yeah. it, it, lots of people know about the Flash. He's a fast character, so it's just kind of funny that yeah, a fast Sonic being a fast character is reading a comic book about a fast character. There's loads of like little in jokes about the Sonic games and stuff, which are just kind of funny um for for video game players we're like oh look, look that's that i know about that but people other people watching it won't get lost they won't think that's really weird why do they add that in they just this kind of feels natural to the movie but then there's there's other things that are funny for newbies to uh sonic for for example um let's say crazy carl who is the only person in the town who's ever seen sonic before he he draws a picture of what he thinks sonic looks like and they've basically taken the sanic the hedgehog meme you know that really Sanic. bad drawing of sonic he's basically holding it up and that's what they're using and people who don't know really about sonic the sonic meme they 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 just see that and they just think it's a funny drawing so it kind of the joke rings both ways basically so for fans of sonic and who know about the meme will be like haha that's pretty funny um whereas other people yeah he's just done a really bad drawing but still funny for them as well i still think that's will forte of... i don't care what anyone says <laughs> oh, plays okay fair enough <laughs> I, I hope what they do in a future Sonic game is I would love to see the scene um, when the dancing scene with Robotnik, but done no. with the video game form of Robotnik where he's all fat and stuff, but he's still doing the same <laughs> thing with the with the music and everything. I think that would be perfect. I would it love could to happen. Yeah. Uh, or just someone yeah. make it. I mean, why, what are we waiting for? That's that's what the Internet's for. Go out yeah. and make that. Why don't we have that yet? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I just generally think it's a as a fun movie. It's yeah, I, I like that bar fight scene. I know Scotty, you sort of groaned when when Chris mentioned that. I thought it's that was so very good. Stupid. That's so but, fucking dumb. That they're like, <laughs> we're running from the government. Ah, we can kill an hour in a bar. I just got off the phone with the government agent that's attacked, that's chasing list. me. Let's kill an it's hour in a list. bar. It'll be fine. It's the bucket list, Scotty. Okay, the little guy. While I'm listing, while I'm listing plot holes, though, um, 
at the end, he could when they get to San Francisco, why couldn't he just run up the side of the building with his sonic speed and get the dumb bag of rings? Also, I thought he did the, say something he couldn't do that for some reason. Something about the elevator. It didn't make sense. And then when they walk into um, <clears throat> the the ground floor of that, the building that his bag of rings is on top of, you know, he had just met up with his girlfriend or wi- wife? wife, 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 I don't remember, um, at uh, at his, at his sister-in-law's house. And, she, and she's like, what are you doing? You're all over the TV. You're a, 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 a national felon or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Is that, and they, yet they, when they, they walk they into the lobby, yeah. yeah, and yet when they walk into the lobby of this, he shows her uh, his ID, the lady at the desk, and she just – I guess wasn't keeping up with current events to know that he's being hunted by the government and everything. So go right ahead, Wyoming cop. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's that bit. I was when I rewatched it. Say I was like, actually, yeah, she would because he's been announced as a national terrorist or whatever. He's a national threat. And did they know he was was in San Francisco though or LA? I don't think they 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 didn't know he was there at that time. Uh, That they knew him. He had been on the news when they're in the motel. He saw himself on the news being portrayed, and so. I guess they would make national news uh, saying there's a terrorist and skies on the run. Um, so that was one bit. I don't, I was going, I don't yeah. trust people to keep up with the news that much anymore. <laughs> right. It, true. Yeah, if it wasn't yeah. put on Twitter, then it's just not going to um, uh, uh, I have a question for you, Graham. Do you have Olive okay. Garden in the United Kingdom? No, we do not. Did any of those jokes make sense to you? I kind of know them from American pop culture references like movies and TV shows. So some of it did make sense. So. Yeah, one of the places in, like, the he wants us to take him to, card and stuff or whatever. Like that was those I two things were cringy as hell when <laughs> when he says to his wife because when or when she says because when you're here he goes your family I'm like oh god yeah that's how Gotta everyone pay the talks bills. and then pay the, bills. the end when the government agent shows up and get and he's like and he gives them the fifty dollar Olive Garden gift card and he's like have you tried the possible or have you tried the never ending possible I'm like. <laughs> fucking drop dead this isn't funny um but i'll i'll give it two i'll give it two uh individual thumbs up for each of these jokes um jim carrey's uh when uh he says i was i was spitting out formula when you were spitting up formula and um james marson goes well i was breastfed so and and carrie goes good <laughs> or he's like nice rub that in my orphan face i actually laughed at that line <laughs> and uh the other jim carrey I line I, I laughed at was when um uh he said uh oh shit he's like something is now it's not time to talk. It's time to push buttons or something like that. And that made oh, yeah. me laugh for some yeah. reason. Yeah. What's that line? I forget it now. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's basically what he says, like, now's not the time to talk. It's time to push buttons or something. Yeah, like but um, I guess that made me funny because he was actually mad. And that's the best comeback he could say was, it's time to push buttons. And how he says it through his teeth was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like I hate the pop culture references. Like, can you when Sonic's on one of those drones and he goes, "Can you believe Amazon is going to deliver packages with these things?" And how he <laughs> says, uh, "I feel like I'm in Fast and the Furious. It's all about family, Tom." I'm just like, "Fuck!" Oh, I love it. Shut I, up. I, I'm a huge I Fast and Furious nerd. So, so am I. So but I hated that. <laughs> I I snickered. Oh, I snickered man. when he landed on Robotnik's um uh, uh Badnik thing going towards him, and he's like. Hi, I'm Sonic. Welcome back to my live stream. Like for a second, I was like, "That's funny," and I was like, "On ten years, that's not going to mean anything." But 
Um, I, I thought it was great, and I loved the bit when Sonic Sonic's sort of getting he's getting uh, like the blue electricity around him, like when they're in the car chase bit, and he basically like flies off the car because um, James Marston like accelerates and he sort of falls off the car. And in the midair, he sends in, he spins and then spit rolls into the vehicle like mm-hmm. and destroys the vehicle, and he's like. How are you still alive? He's like, I've got no idea. Like, I thought that was actually quite funny because it's just, yeah. Um, and then they made it up a joke, like where James Marston was like going to like hit the robot thing afterwards. Um, he's like, hey, why don't you try rolling into a ball? That seems to work. Like, I thought yeah. I just thought it was quite good. Um, so all that stuff, I, 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 and I just, I, the, that's the one thing I didn't like was the flossing. I don't know why yeah, that just annoys twice. me. The whole flossing. <laughs> I'll take um, a dab over floss any day. Yeah, indeed. I'm still not a huge fan of dabbing either. I'm just like I don't get why. I remember you tried yeah, to start okay. flossing during the marathon, and I yelled at you for no. For I said no flossing in this fucking house or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I will say yeah. though, I mean, for as many dumb, stupid scenes there are in in this movie, um, and I mean, you guys point <laughs> out a lot of them. I do think there is some good scenes as well. Like I, I, I really loved the scene with sonic at the baseball field um mm. and just him like you got a sense of like his loneliness and he's just out there kind of playing with himself that wasn't um, bad not literally but uh and then you got you also saw you know his speed and like what all he could do i mean it caused like this massive like blackout uh but i just i i thought i felt bad for him <laughs> at, yeah. at that scene you know and it i yeah um, i think so uh, I thought it was a pretty cool i think the movie for me became insufferable when Sonic started interacting with humans. I think that was right, when, because okay. he—that's the problem with a lot of these movies, though. When you have a mixture yeah. of live action and like animated—is you know how well does that other side mesh with the well, humans? And oftentimes it's the humans that are the the crappy part, you know. Yeah, and that's you know that's not yeah it's not really fair to criticize that, but. Um, yeah, I just didn't like how he interacted with human, how Sonic did, like the catchphrases and all that crap and whatever. But I'm uh, hoping so that you... in the next one there's more CG and then they go to Sonic's world or whatever. We can talk about that another time, what we want in the sequel. But um, I. Yeah, I mean, that when... I would be interested, Scotty, with like you saying, um, you know, like with everything you said about this one, if they did make a sequel, like other than just the setting, like what would you want to see that would make it be kind of the movie that you would say, like, this is actually a really good sequel. Um, well, one last thing I do want to say is two things that I enjoyed was the credits done in a 16-bit style was really cool. Was- um, the Tales uh, teaser at the end, post-credit, mm-hmm. it was like mid-credits or whatever. Um, yeah. I It was weird that Tales' Tales became two from one. Because I've never seen that happen anywhere. I don't know. I didn't catch it the oh, first couple of times. Sense. I don't know if you caught it this time, Graham. Because no, it definitely, like, when he's standing there and the camera's facing him, uh, you see that he has one tail. But then when the camera goes behind him and he jumps, right before he jumps off, it splits into two. And then he flies. Oh, okay. And also, I didn't notice until this viewing that he, like, is going crazy fast when he's flying. Like, sonic levels of speed. Which doesn't make sense. Maybe they equate to that somehow. Um it was very cool seeing Tails. Like, that got me excited for the end and seeing uh, Robotnik slowly lose his sanity. Um, I, I will agree that I think they did um, interject Robotnik in a good way because, yeah, otherwise, how? why would there just be this random, really smart guy making robots? Um, they yeah. they could have done it 
and this is a different tangent, but they could have gone like the the more modern but less coherent route as they did with Mysterio in the newest Spider-Man movie, and he's just got okay. a lot of drones. You know, I didn't. That's another topic for yeah. another day. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is they could have made Robotnik way less believable as this actual human being. Um, I think in a sequel, mm. I would like more CG stuff, and I would like less human characters just overall uh, as as a blanket statement. I would love to see more of the echidnas, of course, since Knuckles is my boy. Um, and I would like to see Sonic smash more stuff like the my if I could pick favorite parts of the movie it's when he's being a badass like skating around on those hovering saw blades and stuff like stuff okay. like that I would lo- I, if the whole movie was that I'd be fine with it just him hopping on stuff and bouncing off crap and whatever you know I really I mean yeah I mean it I, I would love just to see the next one set all in Sonic's world. Yeah. And because the, the the opening bit where you saw him in Green Hill Zone and that was so awesome. Like just seeing him run around through the loops. What are they gonna call that? Because he was in Green Hills on planet Earth. <laughs> I don't know. That's a I don't well, know. getting super nitpicky. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Maybe you there's first. something that happens that it's some how like our world hmm. gets fused with his world and Green Hill Zone is now transformed into modern green hill zone he goes to brooklyn he follows his chick named daisy she falls into a wall for some reason (laughs) and bada bing bada boom there's dinosaurs (laughs) oh dear um one one other bit i just want to mention that i really enjoyed it It made me laugh again watching it today was the bit when something like sonic's like looking at the camera and he's like so you're the best friend he keeps talking about it just cuts back to the dog to say i just i don't know why i love that bit because uh, oh, good. I I did catch one more thing. I'll give them credit. When the sister in law, when he he barges into her house and he has Sonic in like a, a satchel or something, and she's like, "What do you got in there? Is it plutonium? Emails? What do you got?" Like I was like, "Oh my god!" I haven't thought about Hillary and her emails since before that movie. So <laughs> what's happening? Um, whatever. I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't. My my overall statement. I don't want to sound like I am the perfect Sonic fan. This did not apply to me because if they went and like showed up like, oh, there's Princess Sally Acorn, not that's not going to appeal to the masses. Nobody's going to know what's going Ooh. on. Um, I want I want two things in the next movie. All right, more of Sonic's world. Get Jaleel White in there somehow. <laughs> Get him in there somehow. <laughs> he did the voice of Sonic for so much of the nineties. Yeah, just toss him in there some way, shape, or form, even if it's like. I saw uh, uh, I'm going to steal uh, Andre Black Nerd Comedy's idea. If they somehow got either Shadow or Metal Sonic in there, it would make sense, honestly, if Robotnik's been stranded forever and he's got all this time and he somehow creates a Metal Sonic because he's re- obsessed with Sonic now to make him fight him or maybe even make that happen. He gets destroyed real quick. Oh, surprise. I've been messing around with genetic engineering. Here's Shadow. This is the one time I'll yeah, say yeah. maybe put Shadow in something. <laughs> <laughs> I would love oh, to dude. see Metal Sonic as being like the I would, kind of I the would, yeah. main bad guy or whatever. Uh, aside, obviously, he's got to stop Robotnik, mm. but that would be really cool. Um, and then maybe tease Shadow at the end to so, set up a yeah. whole trilogy. Well, like, could <laughs> oh, be where, like, he, he teams up with Knuckles for most of the movie. Like Eggman teams up with Knuckles for most of the movie because in in Sonic and Knuckles, Knuckles has been tricked 
into believing that Sonic is the bad guy, so he could somehow do that for for a movie and stuff. I think that could work. That could be fun. That's a, wait. I meant that, that. Oh, that he like takes his place or whatever. So, as in, like you know, there's sort of kind of storyline for Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic Three was that Robotnik had basically oh, tricked yeah, Knuckles yeah, yeah. into believing that Sonic was the was right. the bad guy, as it were. So I'd that's why Knuckles is kind of keeps Sonic in those games. Yeah, because I think that could be quite a fun way to introduce him and stuff. Like maybe that could be for the third movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I would like to see Robo Sonic appear, not Metal Sonic, Robo Sonic from Sonic Two, because no oh, one ever okay. talks about him anymore. The little right. silver, or like sometimes called him Silver Sonic. The, yeah, the one who actually yeah, looked, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I really liked him, but he's never in any games, and no one talks about him. The poor guy. He lasted <laughs> anyway, a while in the um, comics, in the Archie comics, if I remember the plot correctly. Oh, but that's he? another. Another thing for another time. Fair enough. Yeah. But, um, so so just uh, just to wrap this up, I guess, uh, in a way, Chris, has Scotty convinced you that the Sonic Hedgehog movie is actually a bad movie? Or no? No. I'm still going <laughs> to no. say it. Um, I think it's a fine movie. It's not great, but I think um, it did what it set out to do. It made a crap ton of money, and we're getting a sequel. So I'm Fair afraid enough. that if if maybe it went the other way and, and, and uh, like focus too much on you know the traditional sonic fans i don't know if it would have made that much money uh, no, and i don't, I don't know if we'd be getting a sequel and so you know yeah i don't know see this this for me this is this kind of almost final thoughts i guess i felt like this is a good balance for sonic fans to get that's what those references did they helped sonic fans and stuff but also just introduced maybe new people to it or just people who might just know about sonic but they don't really care about the games and other stories so much so it's kind of just a good down the line, as you said, Chris earlier, they kind of played it safe. I think that worked really well for this. Um, but Scotty, I assume anything we said that didn't that didn't change your mind, Diver. You still think it's not a very um, good movie? Chris reminded me that the bar was set low to begin with, so for it to, I guess it would take more for people to not like this movie than like it where it came from eventually. If that makes sense. Um, okay. I, I have not. Okay. I am very materialistic. I have not bought this movie, and I will not ever buy this movie unless it somehow comes in a two pack and the next wow. one stars Knuckles. That's that's what I, I'm speaking with my wallet harder than anything. I just don't think it was that great. Fair enough. So, yeah. but okay. I appreciate you Fair guys uh, having a calm and collected debate on it because it's this is probably You're the most polite discussion that's ever happened about this <laughs> movie on the internet. <laughs> I will. I will say one other one one other thing related to this because Ben Schwartz is awesome. I I highly recommend everyone watch the Polygon interview with him. And I forget the dude's name. I'm sorry, but it's he's just it's hilarious. The chemistry they have is great okay. in that. Yeah, Polygon interview with Ben Schwartz. Brilliant. So. Cool. So I guess that wraps it up and wraps up the show for this week, everybody. So uh, thanks for watching. I hope you had fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Catch you later. We're out. Bye. Up, over, and gone. <laughs>